Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. cutting it close there. I forgot that I hooked up my stream deck and I have my microphone through that now and I never updated blog talk and I was like, well, shit. I think I know the problem. <laughs> now, I do got to ask you something here. Tell me if uh-huh. you can hear this and if you can't hear it, I'm going to play a quick sounder. Could you hear that? I could not, no. Okay. So is Eli Drake saying dummy? Yeah, I got it set up for my stream. Uh-huh. I also have Hulk Hogan. Uh, Ooh, one of his lies? After I beat you and satisfy all the Hulkamaniacs, I'm going to get off by grinding your knob. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and then when I'm chasing people in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's going to start playing uh, the Canadian Cripplers theme song. Oh, is that game out? Is, is Tony Khan the... Yeah. Uh... The Leatherface in the in the game too, like it was yeah. at the uh, Texas Death <laughs> match or whatever the hell that was. God, that was when, shenanigans. I don't think we Kansas talked about that like, match, but that was nuts. I, I think I think Jared still got blood on him. <laughs> what about Taz? Doesn't care, and it's great. I mean, do you remember? Did you see when he marked out when that dude was wearing that 1999 ECW merch with Taz's face? He like, he's like, whoa. <laughs> And everyone was like, oh, Shivani was like, you're all right? He's like, I, I just marked out. I saw some old merch. I was like, that's tight. I was like, <laughs> Taz is, uh, is a national treasure. He is. He I, truly commentary. is. I, I, I still to this day miss, miss uh, 
this uh, AEW Dark just to watch him and Excalibur literally just crack jokes and have fun. Oh, totally. Except Excalibur. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding, kidding. Um, <laughs> before we start, what's even crazier is, um, what was I going to say? You're caught up with the Challenge USA, correct? Uh, yes, the last one I saw was whatever was on, like, Thursday. Okay, so you did see... Ah, the, I lost the Roman Reigns Club in full effect. Um, RIP, and, uh, and and thank you to a Challenge veteran who uh, is hanging up, uh, I, I guess, yeah. the, shoes, the, the unis, Wes Bergman. Spoiler alert. Um, is he on the Mount Rushmore of, of male challenge participants? I think he's got to be. Because think of the longevity. Him. Oh, yeah. 20 years, he was saying? 18 years? And he's won a lot. I mean, even yeah. like the original, like, old school, real world road rules challenge, what they called it that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Him, CT, Bananas, and uh, Jordan, maybe? That's not a that's not a bad take. I'm gonna pull. Or is it the? Uh, or is it? I mean, the Miz won a few. He's won some challenges. I know at least one. Uh, or what about? I always forget his name, but the dude from the original. Uh. Is it Mark? The guy with the cool blonde hair. He looks like he's like the brother, the lead singer of the offspring. But he was like yes. always there for like the first like 12, 15 years or something like that. Yeah, he Mark Long. Yes, yes. Because I know he was on the uh, reboot on Paramount with all the vets and whatnot. But yeah, it's, I wonder who that fourth would be. Who has won the most? So I'm trying to let's see the challenge by the numbers. Oh, um, most most consecutive seasons was Durrell won four in a row. The Gauntlet, oh, Inferno, Inferno two, and Fresh Meat. Uh, how could, I I for, how could we forget Durrell? Yeah, I knew he <laughs> won a few, but apologies. Um, let's see. Uh, so Bananas has done the most seasons. He's also won yeah. the most, as you said, seven. Uh, Bergman's won 14 eliminations. Wow. And then CT has won the most money. He's won $1.365 million. Huh. Do you know who has the most elimination losses? And it, it makes sense to me now that I do the math, but I didn't know about it. I didn't think about it before. Um, Anissa? Uh, she has. She's actually the most challenges without winning a final at thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Mm-hmm. Johnny Bananas limited thirteen. Huh, that makes sense too. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think about seven. Oh, I guess if he won <laughs> seven, he was on twenty. Man, that. so, that seems like so. Apparently, if 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 my math doesn't write to how that says. It, he's if he if he's made a challenge he's never or made a final he's never lost that. True. Damn, he's like that he's is... like like Bill Russell in this bitch. Damn, take that red hour back. Uh, what are your thoughts on 
uh, winning time being canceled after two seasons. Um, I'm butthurt. I, I, I think the news I, I, dropped literally hours after last week's show. Yeah, I remember you told or Elijah told me about somebody, uh, some NBA player about. It. I was like, damn, really? And then I watched the finale after I got home from that Airbnb, and they're like, uh-huh. he went on to win this many titles, and this guy went on to do this, and Jerry West went on to draft some guy named Kobe, and all this shit. I was like, damn, I thought they were gonna keep it going because I was, I was digging it, man. I really like. Oh, that. they they had the finale already said, huh? Like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Maybe they filmed it just in case, or I guess I'm not sure how it's because it seemed like they could have done this, like you said, through the Shaq and Kobe era. That's the money, because you know the early to mid '90s is like, eh, no, no disrespect to Nick Van Exel or Eddie yeah. Jones or whatnot, but yeah, I mean the the magic. <clears throat> I guess pun intended really cooks up when Shaq uh, comes to La La Land and a uh, a young high uh, fresh out of high schooler uh, son of of Jelly Bean Bryant comes into the league and just throws up shot after shot after shot uh, until that discipline comes in around what year three year four year year because year two is when he had that really big breakout game against the SuperSonics in the playoffs where they were getting their ass kicked. Uh-huh. And he came in, and they just gave him bad minutes or just the, the dirt minutes, and yeah. he like was just killing it and brought him back in the game. But yeah, I mean, you look at ninety two after the the ninety one ninety two finals against the Bulls, they were until yep. ninety eight. You know, that was a long few years with some of those guys. Sam Perkins, like they're running around leading the charge. Well, to be fair, too, I mean, the two of the most dominant sports franchises in that era, in from the '92, I mean, a little earlier for for you know for the next team I'm about to you know kind of compare it to were the Yankees. I mean, you could even say late mm-hmm. '80s till about what '95, you know, when, yeah. they, when everything just started connecting, you know, and of course, winning World Series is, is, is thanks to the uh, God, I can't think of his name, the kid with the hats. Uh, you know, getting getting that home run for them, you know, that really kickstarted off a dynasty over in baseball. But yeah, two franchises that were down for many years, but still their revenue was up because of the fandom, and then of course all rewarded in the end there. So crazy stuff. Shout out to Wes. Thank you. Will he be back? Probably, but he probably wants to be a dad first since he's expecting his first child. Yeah, I think he will. Have you seen? Um... What I'm I'm actually really intrigued by, but have you seen the the stuff for the for season thirty nine? Um, I've seen the participants a few weeks ago, but I haven't seen like anything else. I guess. So how the the cast has zero champions. Really, yep, Tori's in it. it so. From what I've gathered by by going through this, is uh-huh. it's going to be so it's called or the, new the blood. champions are the champions essentially the ones that knock them out because so, I see CT in the promo when people get voted into the you know the 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 the, the elimination yeah I I think they're going to. They're going to have to face the champions. 
Huh, interesting. Okay, and surprise eliminations each week. Damn, that's going to be tight. Wait, Devin, Devin's won? What? Oh, yeah, Devin won with Tori. Duh. Yeah, last um, season. Shout out to... Uh, He's he's the Jordan Silk of of the challenge, right? Is Devin? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I was like, oh, there's Jordan. There's Jordan. Hell no, that's funny as hell. Shout out to uh, baby number five from that guy. <laughs> I guess I, I guess uh, bananas dropped out and Wes isn't doing it, so like people are concerned that they're not going to get good ratings. Uh, I mean, you have CT coming back. I mean, yeah. that, that guy over the last couple of years, I think, kind of brought back the challenge. Um, it sucks about his his marriage, but if you watch their reality show, like I did, uh, about the pending uh, the impending nuptials that unfortunately would then be, uh, you know, kind of dropped, uh, you knew it was trouble. But the love for his son, you see that drive. Uh, Darrell is on it, but I'm also very excited to kind of see the controversial. Cara Maria, uh, with her boy kind of coming back, uh, you know, in the Challenge USA this season, uh, the flamboyant, God, I can't think of his name, but you know who I'm talking about, her, her ex, the, the tumultuous it, relationship dude. What's, is his name like Paul? Pauly, yes, Pauly. Pauly, that's what it is. God, what was he wearing? But anyways, uh, yeah, that's it's going to be some... It's going to be a good cast. I mean, I hope Olivia doesn't get shot in the face with a ball again because she was really good. Um, shot yeah, the it's, face it's after moments good... of fucking her finger up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my hand's bleeding. I'll use my other hand. Oh, I just got hit in the face with a golf ball. All right. Oh, God. Horrific. Holy Smoked. Uh, speaking of smoked, uh, I was going to kind of save this to the latter end, but breaking news last night, but early morning over in Japan. Yes, I had no idea about this shit. Pro I wrestling. I thinking you guys are like, Demetrius is just fucking trolling about something. Yeah, I, I see it like right before I go to bed and I'm like, I'm posting this bitch to, uh, to Ryan's Facebook gimmick. And uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima is leaving Pro Wrestling Noah as he wraps up uh, on the 28th of October, I believe with a, a pair of Axis matches with the uh, yeah, newly reformed. Fuji is the final, the final. Okay. Well, that'd be tight. Uh, yeah, it's really good. So, so Nakajima, after, like you said, is one, you know, kind of back-to-back uh, N1s and had, you know, what, 2020, pretty much since the pandemic uh, for Noah has been a, a vicious singles wrestler. Um, you know, again, he, he was with Go Shiyazaki with Axis as well. Uh, you know, he was kind of like the big show of Japan, of, of Piro, if you will, would kind of switch back and forth. But would also legit shoot knock uh Knock dudes the bleep out in press conferences <laughs> and wrestling matches and whatnot. Uh, Nakajima has uh, been in a G1 over in New Japan once upon a time ago, I believe uh, probably about 10 years or so. Um, yeah, it was if not a 20... little sooner. 15, wasn't it? 15, I think, yeah. He had, 15, yeah. I, I will say, he had one of my favorite matches that whole tournament, unfortunately, with Michael Elgin. 
No. <laughs> oh, no. So, I remember I tweeted at Elgin that night, and he, he like, yeah. thanks, brother. Really appreciate the support. And I was yeah, like, no yeah, kidding. what a nice guy. And then I found out. I was like, whoa, <laughs> scumbag. Yeah, don't, don't tell Nathan Newman that. He'll uh, oh, get his obligatory Mike Elgin post up, <laughs> which is great. Daily uh, fuck Mike Elgin post. You should ask Nate Newman about uh, – about uh, Halo and Garino and Matt Taven. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds like an interesting story. Uh, which Matt Taven <laughs> is, again, winning me over with his presence on AEW. Next but, strong, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, next strong. I love this shit. It's so good. <laughs> Promos have been so great. Good. Uh, I don't know who's going to be next strong after taking some brain busters from Nakajima, but where do you think uh, Katsuhiko will be? <sighs> Heading, will he freelance? Will he sign? I think freelancing is going to be the best spot for him for yes. a year. I could see some some uh, out of J- uh, Japan type of, you know, kind of networking. I mean, if Tony Khan, this guy loves his Piro, I mean, that's oh, a guy wow. you got to grab. But where do you see uh, Nakajima and what is his legacy uh, for pro wrestling? No. I, I mean... He's definitely has to be up there. He's one of the. He's been there for so long. Two thousand, God, I don't know, two thousand ten maybe. Um, two time GHC heavyweight champion, numerous tag team titles. He's won the national title. You know, as you, you brought up, excuse me, um, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two back to back, and one winners. I mean, he's 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 the guy. He's he's just been the guy, and I'm I don't I don't know. Demetrius thought great in all Japan. Yeah, and I I wonder if he's if all Japan is like, hey, we need to just pay this guy and see if him and Miyahara can be that resurging few do spark because all japan's gotten this year has been a lot better for all japan surprisingly enough they lose jake lee who saw a wrong guy would not stop pushing and couldn't get over and he, he seems to be working now i still haven't watched the the i got spoiled on the n1 yesterday after my oh, almost no. done <laughs> no. almost done i went to uh did you go to wrestle universe yeah, because I wanted to, I was yeah. gonna check out the the DDT, start the DDT show, and then I see a picture yeah. of Jake Lee and Shizaki, and I was like, "Yep, God damn it, do I even watch it now?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, I, I wasn't gonna, gonna, I wasn't gonna watch it until I was like, I'll wait till Ryan is there, and then we'll watch it together, and then so you got I'm gonna get done this week. Like this week, I will be done with the N one no matter what. So that way, we can just move yeah. forward because now we're getting into the hot Noah season, and I don't yeah. want to miss these shows. Um, but I, I mean, unless they think that they could do some business and and him and Miyahara kind of patch things up and they want to work together because they, you know, I mean, when 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 Meltzer is giving you five and a quarter, you know, people are going to be looking at that list going. Who the hell is Kento Miyahara? You know, they don't know things. So there's going to be eyes that are going to be on them because of that, whether you like those or not. But I don't know. I could see a part of me was like, maybe he goes to, to, 
DDT because it's all part of the same umbrella. Ooh. But then again, like, do they want him over there after the the Endo thing? Endo, <laughs> endo <laughs> jump ship. <laughs> I, mean, I think he could use it, but I think it's nice because I mean, what's great about you know with Piro over the last you know couple of years, I wouldn't say right after COVID, but like since 2022 and definitely this year, it seems like a lot more of these companies are willing to, you know, just send talent and utilize talent, mm-hmm. you know, when and wherever, you know, kind of like what Impact and, you know, did a few years ago with AEW and, and whatnot. Um, so I think that's smart. I think Endo could definitely use a change of scenery. Um, so, I mean, if he is kind of, you know, uh, might be fearful of any interactions with with Nakajima if that would to happen. Uh, I think that would benefit both people there. But uh, yeah, I Glee I mean, could be interesting, but I could see, like you said, maybe like to set up a program. I I like the idea of the 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 great thing because I would love to see him work uh, Kaito Ishida. Oh yeah, just because they're both. I'm just gonna stiff. Yeah, um, God, those you know, slaps. and Ishii or Ishii, Ishida uh, started his own faction in Great. Now he's he started this thing called uh, Black Generation International. Whoa, can you say that? I I, I hope so because it's it's Japanese, <laughs> not anything else. But uh, he started this group called BGI at the beginning of the year. Okay. After doing a fake joining of Volk Orchestra, only to turn on them. But, Damn, he must have watched MJF promos from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, so he's got his own faction. But like, I don't think Dragon Gate works because you know, look at look at Kaisuke Okuda. Look at what ended up happening yeah. with Kaito Ishida. Yeah, those kind of guys just don't work over there unless you're Mochizuki. Which is crazy because I think he could definitely help a lot of those younger talents by elevating and getting them over in matches. But to be fair, Dragon Gate is all about the now and the youth movement, which isn't bad. Yeah. I mean, no no, no shade to B.B. Hulk. He's had a hell of a resurgence over the last couple of years for sure. But I think that benefits from the youth movement, you know, that, yeah. that Dragon Gate's culture has been, you know, since probably the last – Seven years, at least since I've been watching them, you well, know, a little bit more, you know, currently. Madoka but... Kakuda, um, TN Revolution, uh, Kaito Nagano's back working. Um, you look at, you know, Yuki Yoshioka, like, you're 100% right. It's just there. And what? They, 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 and they, get your finger ready. Get your finger ready. And what about our one guy? Oh, you mean that, that one dude who, uh, who took off Stay his boy. mask? Yeah, he skateboards. He's part of that faction um, called uh, D-Courage, I believe he is. I always forget that faction. Yeah, I think it's D-Courage. You're talking about this guy right here. Dragon <laughs> Is he still curtain jerking? We, we talked about that off show where it just seemed like he was just opening shows for like consistently. And we're like, is he in trouble? What's going on? Do you just need someone surprising like a fan favorite? To hold the audience, or, or is he kind of getting back into the graces of, of the Dragon Gate faithful? Yeah, it's weird. Like he's still like so. Him, Yuki Yoshioka and Madoka Kikuda are in the, the finals of the, the Triangle oh. Gate tournament. 
So, like, that's a thing. That's cool. But, yeah, it was just a weird <laughs> cool-off for Daya. Yeah. Always smiling, though. Always smiling. I don't... You don't think Nakajima's going to go to New Japan, do you? Do you think it's... I mean, New Japan just... I mean, they think their shit doesn't stink. Do you think they roll out the red carpet? I... I don't know. Like, besides, of course, your Okada matchup, it, it just... It would be facing the, the veterans. Like, I don't... I don't know. I, I I think that's the money answer, but I, I don't think that's the right decision right away for Nakajima. Could, man, imagine imagine him working like Shingo or Ishii or Osprey or Okada. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like these are all guys that are you know been doing it since he's been doing it. Like I trust yeah. me, I would love to see him and Tomohiro Ishii, him and Shingo Takagi. Sign me the f up. But again, like I want to see him help elevate, you know, wrestlers that have like five years or less experience. That's why it was a bummer with Noah kind of going on that youth movement, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in a way, you know, where it was just not not youth, you know, saying like nineteen years old, but like, hey, we're gonna try to build people a little bit more um, and give them more flavor, if you will. And it was just like, eh, um, New Japan. I mean, is it? Depending on on what they want to do at the dome, who do you have him face in a big single special attraction? I mean, Okada's available, but I mean, if they're not going to do him and Kiyomiya, you know, kind of you know one last time or or whatnot, um, or something else, you know, out of the box, you know, possibly him and Danielson again might be on the table, but I don't know. I I think he should freelance. Again, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Tony Khan will make Katsuhiko Nakajima all elite. But who knows, man? I mean, World Wrestling Entertainment just did a whole bunch of uh, roster cuts there, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) They do dip their toes into the Puro Watchers. They are looking to expand again with their uh, (laughs) with their all Atlantic. Uh, look, if you will, um, you know, kind of in, in the wrestling territories over there. So I guess it wouldn't be too far-fetched, but I think if he makes enough noise outside of Noah, that could be a possibility. It would be a fun, interesting possibility. Of course, a lot of groans because, I mean, they just cut Euro Eichemann, a guy that did a gimmick with just, what, what a jacket? or whatever. <laughs> uh, and he did it way better, obviously, you know, in Japan, but like what they were like calling him and doing with him over the last couple of months was, was just atrocious to, to what we know he can do. And he's cut now, but you know, again, if they want to expand into NXT Tokyo or, or whatnot, or NXT Japan, um, you know, that's not a bad veteran name to kind of help them stand out. Did I, did you, so, Kaito Kiyomi has been working um, tags on these N one shows. Uh, the 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 night of the final on November mm-hmm. September third, he worked a tag match where he tagged with Ryohei Oiwa, um, who's a New Japan young boy. Huh. 
and he wrestled Yoshinari Ogawa and Zack Sabre Jr. on a Noah show. Oh, that was the that was the tag match. Okay, I thought they were wrestling each other. Does it, are they setting up for Kiyomiya Zack Sabre at the Dome? Ooh, you got to give them more than fifteen minutes. I still, yeah, I guess this match was twenty four minutes. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like the TV title. Oh yeah, like yeah, only yeah. a fifteen minute title limit. I mean, <laughs> but that could be fun though. I mean, that's the thing that could be really fun. It also depends on if Osprey. Uh, I don't know if it's title versus title. Uh, you know, kind of at at Queen's Quest uh, or Royal, whatever they're calling the num- numeral trace Royal over Quest. in England. Royal Quest, which uh, there that's going to be a hell of a card. Uh, Ishii and uh, Shingo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Japan, they were saying, "I'm like, sign me up." Um, I mean, that that could be a lot of fun. Depending on Osprey's contract situation, as he stated, you know, a little less than six months remain on his New Japan contract. So possibly, you know, that could be the big thing with, with you know, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. reclaiming the IWGP. Not reclaiming, but reclaiming it for New Japan, for the U.K., keeping it there, uh, the IWGP U.K. Uh, heavyweight championship there. So that that could be a lot of fun. Uh, Kaimiya... I don't know if he could hang with him. Did did you watch the tag match? No, I haven't because I I'm this was on night nine and I'm on I think night four. Okay. okay, I might have to check that out because I'm I I would be intrigued to kind of see how they grapple because it's just totally different styles <laughs> and like I could just see Saber stretching him like it's no big deal like <laughs> like, like a mark well, and that's one of those things too where like I'm I'm so. Intrigued because not only was you know is Nakajima now leaving Noah, I still think there's a shot that Kiyomiya ends up as a New Japan guy. No, oh. I mean if he's tagging with with New Japan young boys on the Noah show, yeah, and then that could be you know. If he beats Okada, then that's his in. You know, you got to make an Okada match. You know, have a little bit of something on there. So maybe yeah, that's, that's his be way. The dome, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to run that are, back. Are they still going to be uh, trios champions? Never six man tag champions. They're the longest reigning. They take on the elite. Oh man, that's what Omega I was in the books. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, damn, what if they did Omega and the Bucks against uh, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii? <laughs> or if they did, uh, or the Hung Bucks, if they did them? Yeah, that could work. Well, if you do the Hung Bucks, that's not your co-main event. Unless if you did the Elite, <laughs> then yeah, that would be your co-main event. Because yeah, um, if the last well, like time a... they did an e- uh, AEW one, it was uh, the that, that one at Dominion with Claudio and was it Claudio Yuda and Moxley? Yeah, it was a hell of a match too. Yeah, <laughs> really good match. That's that, that that's a five star on Meltzer's list. Really, I'm intrigued by him giving that five stars. Um, yeah, I mean Kiyomiya Nakajima. Um, how do you think Nakajima's departure uh, is affecting, or will affect the Noah locker room? I think some people thought he was a little cocky piece of shit to begin with anyway. 
Whoa. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just be serious, to be honest. But it really depends on what he's going to do, I think. If he's just freelancing and kind of just doing what he wants here and there, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's going to care. But I think if he goes on to getting some kind of a big thing, that maybe maybe these guys still look, especially if especially if if Kia Mia also ends up somewhere else too. Mm-hmm. Then I think maybe you got to start going. Okay, what are they? What's going on here? <laughs> they just start losing people after people. Yeah, I mean, oh, they're not in a position to really lose people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I oh, don't know. I God. just like I said this morning. I thought I was getting ribbed, and then I googled it. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Nakajima is leaving Noah. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'm intrigued oh. to see where he goes. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it's gotta be somewhere big. But who knows? Maybe he just does a bunch of uh East Coast uh independent shows and gets paid a couple grand and we're good to go. Maybe MAW will book him to wrestle in like a parking lot like they did Takeshita. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, that worked out for Takeshita, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Speaking of I Takeshita, know you haven't watched it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Lionheart making another trek to Tokyo? I Look, Chris Jericho's having having a career year, man. Good match against Sammy, setting up storylines. He's going to go to DDT. That's really, really cool. How big of a cool, like, dramatic, uh, like, I don't know. I The, the people are going to be singing his song. I, I, I think that was a smart move, a different move. Um, I think this could be a really fun partnership if they continue it. Um, you know, of course, Tony Khan has his hands in, in, in all the puro, which is always a good thing, but... Uh, the relationships with Noah and, and, and New Japan definitely stem, but uh, DDT man, that's to get a name like Jericho, that's a pretty big get. You know, you know what I'm hoping is on one of these uh, bullet train matches, like they did it with uh, Suzuki and uh, Sanshiro Takagi. Takagi. Yeah. Well, I love that Junakiyama, the door opened and he actually got an entrance, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's in full fucking gear and everything. And the crowd, Akiyama, Akiyama, Akiyama. On the train? Akiyama. Yeah, it's great. But the door opens and in a full suit is Kenta Kobashi. And he's all confused. And Suzuki gets in his face. And then he chopped Suzuki, and Suzuki's like, oh, and he's selling the shit out of it. <laughs> Kabaji's just trying to get to his seat. <laughs> it's so random. I want to see. That's why that it works. Girl. Shout out to Takagi. Shout out. I want to see Suzuki trying to bring Takagi through a door, and Orange uh-huh. Cassidy's just standing there. He's just like, oh, hey. hey. Yeah, he's like, hi. Or like, and then and then he does a tour and works Antonio Honda. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. God, I can't wait. Can't wait to watch this uh, DDT Saki Akai's last match. Can't wait to watch this event from this this past weekend. Oh, is this her farewell match? That's what I thought I. I think that's what it was that. called. Yeah, her and Chris Brooks for the title. 
Yeah, Chris Brown. I've I've been uh, watching the uh, uh, the the um, God. What are they called? What is it called? I don't know it's called. Um, the Baka Gaijin shows that he's in, that they've been putting on YouTube. Really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I did not know this. They wrestle in a in a bar, and there's just like a <laughs> mat on the on the ground. It almost looks like Choco Pro, but they're in a bar. Okay. And they're wrestling in a bar. And on the the last one that just happened, it was uh, um, it was the Calamari Drunken Kings, Brooks and Masahiro <laughs> Takanashi against uh, mm-hmm. Mono Moth and Doctor Gore. Whoa, Doctor Gore! <laughs> as Doctor Gore got a uh, got um, or this this was the main event, and he almost got Masahiro Takanashi to tap. Because when he was feeling pain, Dr. Gore told him that, obviously, you're part of the Calamari Drunken Kings. The problem is your liver. And he's like, no! No. <laughs> but then he God, fought out of do it. do it right. <laughs> and then uh, th- that was preempted. As before, it, it was um, the Calamari Drunken Kings, Chris Brooks and Masahiro Takanashi, taking on the Chi DK which was uh, Chi Koshikawa, who played El Hijo del Takanashi, and Mao portraying El Hijo del Chris Brooks. And he had Chris Brooks' <laughs> gear on, and he just sat there standing in the corner waiting to get tagged in, just vaping the whole time. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so apparently Chris Brooks must vape or something, because yeah. Mao just sat there va- like just puffing and puffing on this vape every time he wasn't Damn. in the match. And, uh, 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 and you'd see Brooks just laughing. <laughs> At least we know DDT's more chill about it than uh, Dragon Gate. That's the only thing they got to learn from. Yeah. Fuck up, Dragon Gate. Jeez. And it was a good card, too. We had uh, the Mad Dr. Ueki, which is Takeyuki Ueki. He he was defeated by Baliana Ki uh, from Choco Pro. And then also Harashima defeated the dreaded Mecha Mummy by using his own arm <laughs> to punch him out. <laughs> and then in the oh, opener, really? uh, Antonio Honda was defeated by Yoshihiko, um, where the Shadow, Shadow's the one, you know, who carries around Yoshihiko. Yep, yep. Um, when Yoshihiko went for one of those crazy, like, 1080 snowboarding flip dives, uh, Antonio Honda moved and bumped into, uh, bumped into the Shadow, to which the Shadow looked at the hard cam and put his back to it. So, you, so like, he deliberately put his back to the hard cam, and then he grabbed Antonio Honda by his nipples and twisted him. Oh. And, oh, way to do it. And uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know if, I don't know if you, you know who I'm referencing. Is, it, is it you and your kink? Nope, nope. Uh, he then took his mask off, Antonio Honda did, and everybody yeah. gasped as they saw who it was. And he put his mask back on, and then he put his arms behind his uh, he put his arms behind his back and hit his uh, his sit out uh, front. Um, I, don't, I don't I don't even know what, like what he what he calls it. Huh. Uh, let me see, let me see if I can get a let me see if I can get the name of the move. Uh, moves moves set. Here we go. Um, what does he call this fucking thing? <laughs> his his uh, finisher. 
is the CR2, Canadian Revolution 2, which is a double double hammerlock inverted belly-to-back mat slam. Um, Why why have I heard this before? Uh, this, this this gentleman is it Phantasmo? <laughs> yes, it was, but we don't know if it was because he did not show his face. <laughs> Interesting. But he just randomly showed up as the shadow for Yoshihigo. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> didn't show his face because he probably didn't have permission to be there. No, but, uh, he did not. But that's so rad. Oh my god! But the, uh, I the <laughs> It's, I guess they're watching GDT more and more. Yeah, it's it's the Chris Brooks Baka Gaijin uh, produce shows. They've done eight of them now. Wow. What's crazy yeah. is how these UK wrestlers adapt so well to the, the wacky Puro stylings of, of GDT. It's, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 one that we watched uh, before, Chris Brooks worked Yoshihiko in the opener. Um we had uh, another Mecha Mummy match. Ram Kaicho, my girl from 666, beat Antonio Honda. And then uh, nice. Sa- uh, the, the uh, Maya Yukihi was defeated by Hagani Shino. And they are, like, powerbombing each other on the floor. It was disgusting. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I looked up the building that they do this stuff in, and it's about 20 minutes from the Tokyo Dome. Oh, Really? Yeah, so I was like, man, I want to go to this bar and see uh, Baka Gaijin ran by. They were really Chris Brooks. <laughs> but those are some fun shows. But yeah, I mean, all in all, I just Nakajima that throws me off, man. I don't know where it's gonna, where he's gonna go, what he's gonna do. I'm intrigued, and I want to know. Yeah, I I don't know where I I I, I just want to see him in the U.S. I really do. Yeah. Not not full time, but I just want to see him make the rounds. Just show up everywhere and anywhere because this guy has made so much noise. You know, like you said, he's been wrestling for 20 years at, you know, and, you know, it's it's time for him to spread his wings and, and, and why the hell not. Yeah. But with, uh, a lot I'm of people with, who could be facing him on the independent scene, as we stated, the WWE made a roster cuts. Uh, I believe, God, when was it? Like last Thursday? It was just like a yeah. random day. 20s? Yeah, Thursday? Or, yeah, anywho. Um, and a lot of surprising names, a lot of NXT talent. Again, I would say, you know, probably the, for my sake, was uh, Euro Eichmann, you know, from, from the aforementioned DDT, uh, just one of the, the companies you worked for there. But um, uh, Shanky, Dabo, Kato, which we we've known that guy very well uh, since since Raw Underground. Uh, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Mace, Rick Boogs, Top Dollar, Aaliyah, uh, Minnesota's own Riddick Moss, Australia's own, who she was so excited that the Elimination Chamber was coming to her home country of Australia, and then says, "Nope, just got released." After thinking, "Wow, this is great," uh, Elias. Ezekiel, Shelton Benjamin, Matt Riddle, Mustafa Ali, and the hashtag heel himself. Remember we made those uh, overpriced shirts at the Mall of America before (laughs) that that Monday Night Raw show? Uh, A man who shouldn't have any issues finding work, who I also think should possibly freelance before joining his brother in All Elite Wrestling. 
the showstopper, Dolph Ziggler. Ryan, surprises, thoughts? Matt Riddle, I would say, was kind of in the bag. Uh, I was surprised he wasn't one of the earlier names. Uh, but, you know, getting uh, that stuff, you know, kind of with the, the TSA, uh, him going to rehab, and, of course, a lot of the out-of-the-ring instances that, that just kept coming up over the last couple of years, especially after his divorce uh, from his wife, uh, Ryan, what, what were your thoughts uh, on, on these roster cuts, uh, especially, again, with, with some pretty big big names that, that kind of were just chopped? I, the, some of them make a lot of sense to me because, like, I've, I've, been, I've been saying that I don't know how Aaliyah keeps, saving, gets, keeps avoiding these roster cuts. I, yeah. Finally, she's cut. Like these weren't too terrible for me because it felt like these were all people that they didn't have anything to do. So mm-hmm. why keep them? You know, like Riddle obviously I think was a surprise uh, to an extent. I think with all the trouble, you know, it's an easy way where you can get rid of them and not have eyes batted at you. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of people who who had used Ziggler as a rando name as as a big big money person that they could get rid of, and then it actually happened. Yeah, because I'm sure that dude was making over a million bucks. Oh, for sure. I mean, he um, was probably what the Bray Wyatt of you know when he was R.I.P. when he was released that time. Everyone was like, "Whoa!" and I was just like, "No, they're just cutting a big." And Braun Strowman, you know, when they're like, "No, they're just cutting a big part of the their salaries." <laughs> And I mean, Sheldon's been, been back with this company since like 2016, 2017. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he's probably making a good amount. So I can, I guess I can see that too. I, I'm a little surprised by the Mustafa Ali. I mean, he was literally on paper supposed to wrestle Dominic this week. Oh, for the the Not title anymore. <laughs> but he's been wanting out even before his NXT transition, which I thought, you know, benefited him uh, quite well, you know, with his uh, social media vignettes and, and, of course, kind of on NXT, uh, you know, kind of having some big matches there. But, I mean, but he's been voicing, you know, he's been wanting out for, for well over a year. Um, I mean, I don't see any, like, Elias doesn't surprise me. They weren't doing anything with him. No. Rick Boog's claim to fame was Pat McAfee dancing on a table while he played guitar. He had, he has the look, though. That's the thing. He he looked like a wrestler from the late 80s. Yeah, this, he'd be, yeah, he'd be, he'd be your, your, your Vince Wet dream in the 80s. Yeah. You know, but... Unfortunately, now it's about work rate, and he didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, boobs. Any I mean, someone else that someone else that that looks like you're, you know, kind of when you think pro wrestler. I mean, Riddick Moss had the look. He was just, you know, yep. I, I'd say bog, bogged down like Boogs with a uh, a gimmick that you know, and and Elias, where you're just like, how are you going to get out of that? Um, and, and in, in some instances they did, Moss had like a stretch for, you know, a couple of months. It's like, huh. Uh, you know, Elias definitely had that long stretch, um, Boogs, you know, for sure, you know, him and Nakamura, uh, which was cool. And he was getting all those ads, you know, outside of the WWE as well. So, um, yeah, it's just really interesting, you know, with those guys that, you know, kind of quote unquote fit the mold, um, 
If you had to pick three to join All Elite Wrestling, who would you pick? Can I pick two singles in a tag team? Yes. I I think Massey and Mansoir had a lot more to give than they got put on TV. Again, bogged down by their gimmicks. I I (laughs) thought they were decently talented. Uh, Mace having two horrific gimmicks. Like, well, and, and I'll even be honest with you, I was kind of digging the male model thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was about it that kind of intrigued me. Um, Mace was also part of Retribution, which didn't help. Yeah. But like, he, he was, when he was Dio Madden, he had that angle with Lesnar that went nowhere. That oh, I thought was yeah. Be something. Um, you know, you he also... slammed through that table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, these guys are, you know, they're big diehard wrestling nerds. They they could be guys that could tour Japan, I could see, too, if they wanted mm-hmm. to stick together. If they're, you know, they, and I'm sure they're friends. They stream together all the time. They actually yes. did a stream, uh, like, the day or two after they were released. And they talked mm-hmm. all about why they thought they got released, partially because there was an incident in the summer where Braun would plow through them. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like back to school fashion. And when he plows through him, Mace has a lunchbox that went flying. And apparently all triple H wanted was at the end of the scene or end of the skit with you beating them up, you, you open that lunchbox and you take a bite of the sandwich. That's the number one thing you have to do. So he, he like steamrolls them and the, the lunchbox was flying in the crowd. Oh no. So, Oh no. Like, I watched this back after seeing it. You can see Mace is trying to like look under the guardrail and with the crowd to find it. Because they're like, great, we're just going to get in trouble for not doing this thing. Because all they cared about, they didn't care about any of the action. They just wanted them to eat the, that sandwich. Oh, my God. So why? Mace has them bring him to the ring so they can try to buy, or Mansoor goes to the ring with them. And like he's like, all right, I'm, like, like, I'm going to feed you know, give yeah. me the clothesline and then powerbomb me. And Brun Strowman played his day. You can see him go, Euro! And he hits uh, Mansur with a European uppercut, which I've never seen him ever throw. So, like, Mansur is like, I sold the best I could because he fucking killed me with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, he goes, I didn't know what to do when he called Euro. I'm like, oh, no. He was probably um, thinking Eichmann sandwich, <laughs> like with Euro. And then they talk about how L.A. Knight was gonna qu- almost wanted to quit. Yeah. He was presented with this, so they had heat uh-huh. from that. And then Mansoor said he had heat. He thought because as part of the Saudi deal, he was never allowed lose. to lose. Yeah, which is so, insane. Which is why they kept him off of TV because they, they didn't want him to win. So they just put him on the main roster. He traveled every week and then never worked on TV until that, that like levy was lifted and then he started working. Oh my gosh. So these guys That's thought wild. there was already a lot of heat on him as it was. Yeah. Oh my but God. I think they could be a genuinely good team. They, they, they look like wrestlers, they're young. I think Mansoor isn't him and Cesaro had like the best match at those Saudi shows way back when. Mm. The shows that match is really good. Um, 
So I, I really would like to see those guys in there. I know it's cliche, but I'd like to see Ziggler with a chip on his shoulder go to AEW and just put on banger with ever. I mean, if we can get Ziggler and Osprey, imagine the matchups. Imagine the matchups. Oh my god, that, him that, and Ricky Sparks. That would be, I mean, they're the same person, but just my first thought, obviously, I was like, wow, him and Kenny Omega going 25, 30 minutes. Oh, God. Him and Hangman would be great. Him and Hangman would be really, I mean, honestly, I think in a way it sucks that he was let go, but again, I'm sure he was paid really, really well. Um, And he knows people are going to want him and and his work rate, but for, and, and he has the cachet where people aren't going to say oh, another ex WWE guy, you know, winning a title. They're going to be like, all right, an ex WWE guy given another shot and another chance to be consistently on TV. And yeah, that's all and, we've ever wanted for yep. Ziggler. All we've ever wanted. And I think the one, I think, and, and I remember too, I had told you I was a big proprietor of, of, not looking at this the right way. When people would jump ship, I'm like, oh, here's another WWE guy in Impact, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And and like I had said to you, you know, maybe a year ago, maybe less than a year ago, was I finally finally have gotten over that mindset, and it's just like an NBA team trading for a player. They're going to utilize them the best they can. Oh, and totally. AEW has made me, made me realize that people jumping ship isn't just a guy – going from building to building that it's it is like that okay we got swerve mm-hmm. scott now what are we going to do with them oh, let's utilize God. him better than he was used you know what i mean so that's yeah. why I have, I have confidence in this and i think i think ziggler i think he'd be on being the elite and be funny mm-hmm. um i would love to watch the nemesis versus the bucks that is a very yes a, a great possibility to happen you know how and maybe it, we can and it'll see make his, his brother, brother do things exactly. Yep. Um, so I think Dolph and the other one, I think this guy's the biggest no brainer. But you know, if you look at the heir apparent of Tony Khan and Brian Danielson, his pet yep. project before he quit was Mustafa Ali. Mustafa I want to see, yep. see him show up and, and join the Blackpool Combat Club. Ooh. I want cocky, brash Mustafa Ali to show up with that same attitude that Wheeler Yuta had and have him just start yep. fucking people up. What if he takes out Wheeler Yuta and kicks him out of the group and he takes a spot? Oh, or he kicks out Danielson. Oh, that would stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying. But like, he's got he's got that mic work where that could work really, yeah, really he's well. He's improved. He's drastically improved. He's a phenomenal worker. Yes, and once is. again, when you know this is this is a I, this is going to sound as like a bad analogy because of like what happened with these two. So like people people listening think of it as oh by the way uh, forty one more plays and we're at forty k. By the way, we had our most hey. listened to show in fourteen months last week. Hey, yeah, I was like, let's go. That was awesome. Consistent. And it was a fun banter show, too. It was like half bullshit, which was even better. But, uh, (laughs) you know, Danielson is is the Laurinaitis to Khan's as Vince. You know what I mean? Yep. And and I say that in the good way of that's his, like, go-to. And if if he's going to push for Mustafa Ali right away, like, I'm sure he will. I I wouldn't be shocked if Mustafa Ali doesn't doesn't debut at or before Revolution. 
Oh, do you know how long their no no compete clauses are? are I'm they guessing 90. 90? Days? I would assume okay. so. I think NXT have 30 day or none maybe, okay. but I'm, don't quote me on that. But I, I'm guessing they have 90, so he won't make full gear. Maybe he debuts it like Winter is Coming if they start doing okay. the HBO Max stuff. But yep, you know if you give me a couple of these guys, give me give me those four that I told you about. They can all be game changers, and right now, I, I mean, every every one of these AEW shows are, are, this summer have just been hitting, man. And and mm-hmm. I and I trust I uh, Brian Danielson has proven that he is a good front office person. <laughs> like he, he made a, Collision good again last week or this oh, a couple a, days it ago. It was a phenomenal show. Him and him and Starks was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Oh Honestly, that's in my low-key feud of the year. Oh, my God. When it should have been Starks and, and uh, CM Gone. CM Gone. <laughs> Dang, I, uh, I don't know. If, I don't think Jordan's listening, but he wanted me to, he wanted me, if we talk about CM Punk, to call him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I made him mad today and I didn't mean to. Because I was yeah. like, well, breaking news, uh, Stars has informed the cast that they will not be oh, renewed heels. <laughs> and he's like, everything CM Punk fucking touches, man. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. God, I, you I, think I, Danielson I, was one of the yes votes to get Punk out? I feel like he's he so on that committee? Back that I don't know. Their history is so crazy. To me, it's like they're, they're friends. But then when I learned like years, like a, 10 years ago during like their big WWE height uh, or even more than 10 years ago, you know, there's like we respect each other. We're cordial and friendly, but we're just so opposite. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're just like, hello, we just have our casual conversations <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like, but they're like the biggest stars of the independence, like history, like their history. And it's like, yeah, cool. You like that band I'm- too? Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, and I'm gonna. I don't want to turn this into a, into into one of, into another banter about punk for an hour, but it just once again, man, is I I didn't I didn't last as long as you did on the train. Yeah, it just pisses me off, man. It's it's like because it could have been so much more. Oh like, my that's god, the shitty thing. We're what we're thinking for Dolph Ziggler could have been for punk. Because Punk, yeah, he had the MJF, you know, that that was the big feud, you know, that he had. I mean, his matches on the shows were always, you know, great. I mean, him and Kingston, him and Darby Allin, uh, to name a few here. But he never got, like, that marquee. Nope. Like, he had the dog collar match, you know, with, again, with the uh, Revolution was, was and classic. And he didn't pay the feud off. Yeah, they never paid it off, no. but, like, he never got, like, him and Moxley, sure, but it's, like, it was a rehash. Like, oh, this is the reason why Punk left, because he would always face Moxley with two other guys for, like, months straight. Yeah. And it was just, like, it just didn't feel like, minus the promos, but the in-ring work, of course, as we know, injuries, blah, 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 not giving a shit, uh, you know, hurts. So it just sucks that we never got what we're expecting Dolph Ziggler, or as you, you know, just stated as well, Mustafa Ali. And and I'll say this too, the most too is, I know punk, punk couldn't go like he used to. It just that much time 
with age, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. He had some fun matches, but you could tell he tried to do shit and his body was breaking down. It is what it is. But yeah. I'm mad we never got to see him versus Kenny or yeah. him versus Osprey because those two guys could have got him through it no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, man, I think about how. I think about how much the whole there was the whole hangman and punk problems, but then I I look back at, you know, okay, so I know we have all these issues and we're taking all these shots at each other, you know, and and low handed, you know, low hanging fruit type shit between the two, mm-hmm. you know, blah 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 blah. But then you look back at it at double or nothing when he beat him for the title. That match was fucking awesome. Yeah. So when it came down to it, those two guys did business together. Mm-hmm. We never got to see Punk just sit down and do business. And especially with FTR wanting to work. And apparently the, the Bucks were quoted as saying that they were willing to work with them like a week or two before all in mm-hmm. happened. I mean, so if we could have got FTR versus the Elite, man. Oh, it's That's your main FTR. event. Yeah. yeah, that's your main Punk event. in the Bucks against Kenny, or Punk in the Punk and FTR against Kenny in the Bucks, or even Hangman in the Bucks. Like it didn't, doesn't matter. But it's weird though, because like you said, we never got Punk Kenny, but yet you know it was just months apart of when Danielson and Punk you know joins AEW. But we got Danielson and Omega like right away, and it's mm-hmm. just like Punk is always he always expressed admiration. For, you know, the elites and, you know, on, on Twitter while he was, you know, retired. But, like, it just never seemed like they pushed it. I know people are like, do you do it right away? Do you wait, let it cool, and then build up? You know, but it just, it, it's so weird it never got off the ground like Danielson did with, you know, especially with Omega. He only had 33 matches in that company. Jeez. And... He he was working a shit ton of dynamites. I'm looking at this, man. And yeah, the rumor was is early on he was only going to have limited dates when he first signed. Like he wasn't going to work. And then he just kept working dynamite after dynamite after dynamite. <laughs> kept getting hurt and it's, hurt and hurt. It's crazy. Which you, was unfortunate. You at, so you look at, uh, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, not counting the Royal Rumble. Do you know what CM Punk's last WWE televised match was? Uh, him versus Reigns? Billy Gunn. What? <laughs> January 20th, 2014, Raw. CM Punk defeats Billy Gunn. That then you no get sense. a dark match the next night. CM Punk defeats The Shield in a one-on-three match. He beat all of mm-hmm. them. And then it was the Rumble, and that was it. You, so he worked, let's see, so he had Darby Allen, Powerhouse Hobbs, Daniel Garcia, Matt Seidel, Bobby Fish, Eddie Kingston, QT Marshall, Lee Moriarty, him, Darby, and Sting against uh, FTR and MJF. He beat Wardlow, Sean Spears, lost to Punk, or lost to MJF. Then him and Moxley defeated FTR. That was probably tight. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Tom Collins yeah. beating MJF. Beats Dax Harwood, beats Max Caster, beats Penta, beats Dustin Rhodes, beats John Silver, beats Paige for the title. And then we CMFTR defeated Max Caster in the gun club. Wow, Max Caster with Austin and Colton Gunn. That's random. 
<laughs> Moxley. Ass boys, Punk. man. That's how they came about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Moxley beats Punk in three minutes. Punk then returns the favorite all out. We don't see him then again. Comes back, beats Bullet Club Gold. Uh, loses a Bullet Club Gold. Beats Kojima. Beats Joe. Beats Loses the Starks. Loses the Cajun Starks. Defeats Starks. Loses the House of Black. Defeats Jay White, Luchasaurus, and the Mogul Embassy. And then beats Samoa Joe. And what? that's it. Wow. Just crazy. Wow. I will say this too, speaking with, with going off of the, and I guess we can almost use this as a segue into Grand Slam. Samoa Joe might be, might be having the best run of his career. Top 10 in my book. Just Holy within shit. the last four months of, his, of alone. Doesn't it feel like his body's like rehabilitating itself like Wolverine? Like he's moving better and he's agile and his matches are getting longer. You know why? Because he's probably having fun. He's probably yeah, yeah. fun to be, you know, appreciated, utilized, you know, granted the hot potato title uh, until he officially became the king of television once again with this latest run has been off the walls fantastic. You know, and as I stated on the last show, you know, Tony Khan, you know, started, you know, hey, with Ring of Honor, we're going to try to separate, you know, them and AEW, you know, in 2023. Like that was his mission. But, you know, you can't help it when you have great talent and no one's really watching on Honor Club, uh, a Samoa Joe. So, of course, you, I, I'm so happy that Tony kind of realized that blunder of a remark and, and just keeps him going and going and going. Because the in-ring, the stuff on the mic, uh, his commentary, you know, randomly is, is just fantastic. And, yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. And I hope he gets a lot of love on PWI's uh, 2024 list uh, there because again he's just he's having a great run. It's it's just like it's I, I the people were people were talking about like how does this stack up with his like 04 ROH title run which was amazing and then his X division stuff. It's different. I mean those are totally different eras. No, no, but I mean, but like you know how like. Like where people tell those, you know, oh, that was the best run of his career, but it's like oh. this, like low key, is is probably top three runs of his career, if not, not maybe ahead of one of those. Like it's just mm-hmm. he's doing so, and it's in an era too where like we have guys. Obviously, you know, we're more diehards with it, but like we're we're watching guys like Kenta and Marafuji who can't go anymore, mm-hmm. and Joe's just fountain of youth. Yeah, like you said, he's he's definitely revitalized, and he's like I said, he just looks like he's having fun. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe it was filming <laughs> Twisted Metal, you know, maybe maybe that got a little you know pep in his step too, you know, and, and kind of the remarks regarding his uh, performance. But yeah, it's it's he's been low key, uh, like you said, you know, having a great run, but also you know, he he's easily in my top fifteen, you know, we'll, we'll see in a couple of months here. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely one one to watch. Um, fun to watch. I also could say that um, f- finish finish kind of kind of predictable in a good way because it's it's what I said I thought was going to happen and and I'm glad they did it because it 
shows that these that these people are are smart and they they understand this kind of stuff. But just like I was mm-hmm. saying, he's gonna cheat and the crowd's gonna pop. I just know it. Yeah. And Cole gave him that that rope, <laughs> and the crowd popped like maniacs for him cheating to win. I love it. Yes, Joe yes. came out just like he said he was gonna beat Darby with a headlock takeover. Beats Joe with the choke. Joe look looking like Shane McMahon out there, like turning colors, <laughs> selling that choke. For some like I don't know if it was too tight or Joe just knows how to. Shane taught him how to do that. Hold but, his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here's how you get purple. Breath and shit. Like, <laughs> but like I said, I just had this feeling like if if he does this, the crowd is going to eat it up. And they're going to mm-hmm. pop for it, even though he's fucking cheating. And sure as shit, <laughs> crowd goes nuts when, when Adam Cole throws that chain to or that rope to him. I mean, especially when you start the match by telling your kid that he's adopted while also doing one of the great <laughs> Mean Joe Green, Bret Hart homages. Uh, with the, with the scarf there, uh, no, this was just a this was a match. I think that I mean MJF definitely has been you know wrestling has wrestled top tier talent you know since you know he's been in AEW, but this just felt like a test. It's like if you can have a, a good match and respect from Samoa Joe, which obviously Joe already had, but to utilize the the NXT incident you know seven years later and make that a focal point of a storyline in hindsight you're like that's lazy but it just worked perfectly because they didn't overdig it and he's like Mm -hmm. i'm a champion i'm i'm a guy that can work you're the new guy you're a champion sure but i'm going to choke you out and as you stated mjf's the one to turn the tables if you will and uh and and utilize you know, the temptation, you know, the, the devil and the angel, you know, kind of on the shoulders. And like you said, that crowd popped. The crowd popped when the ring came out, you know, and he he was, you know, going to utilize yep. that. I love, <laughs> I love the spot where, you know, the ref sees it. And they, you know, it's not used. But again, the rope, because who gave it to him? Adam Cole. So again, where does that, you know, kind of show Cole, you know, his desires maybe, you know, he's like, maybe I'm the one that should be, you know, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman for the title, but this was a this was a hell of a main event. This was a a pay per view. This was a Arthur Ashe you know style main event, and MJF just keeps getting better and better. And when you're getting your flowers from Mark Calloway, aka the Undertaker, uh, you know as he stated recently, he's like that's a guy who I wanted to fa- or want to face, or you know I, I could make money with. You know, uh, that that's just, you know, the biggest signs of respect there. And and I'm telling you, man, 2024, he is going to be run one rich boy. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was really good. They, they hit, MJF is so good as a baby face. Oh, it for sure. It is remarkable how well. Even his teammates are different. Oh, he, well, and like he knows exactly when to get the crowd going on things. He knows exactly when to feed to the fans or when to try to hype them up. Like, everything about him is just so perfect. Because he's a student. He He loves, Mm -hmm. he loves the old school wrestling. So he, like, that's the thing he, like, people don't realize maybe is 
he's doing a lot of that, you know, Crockett, he's doing the territory work. He, the tag matches you can easily see are, uh, um, you know, essentially are, you know, paying respects to that style of wrestling. And he's, you know, doing the Roddy Piper, you know, pre-WWF, you know, type of shenanigans, you know, that, that he would do. And it's it's just so much fun. And, and, and again, people aren't realizing that he, he's giving you stuff from, from 30, 40 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and it's worth and what's beautiful, too, is they're now getting the Adam Cole, MJF, who's turning on who out of our heads. Yeah. They're doing we don't want to see it. So <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Happens, it's going to be even a bigger shock. Well, they're doing exactly what, what I would say to you, like, when we, when we first were watching. I'm like, you know, it's like they're going to put up a table and just watch. They're going to, they're going to make you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then when they come back and do the spot, it's like, oh, shit, I forgot the table was there. That's what they're <laughs> doing with this turn. They're making yeah. you forget that there's a turn that's somewhere on the line should happen here. Oh, my God. And when it does, like I said, it's going to – crowd's going to go banana. And, and I can't even tell you how it's going to go. You and think it's going to be cold? It's got to be cold. It's got to be cold. It's got to be Cole, Roddy. It's, I mean, because that was the faction before, or the kingdom, correct? If I'm not mistaken, minus yeah, Roddy was, Strong. Yep, it was, uh, it, was, it was Cole, Bennett, David, and Maria Canellas. I mean, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes the most sense. And NJF, you know, can kind of, you know, get some, get some of his pals, you know, maybe that he wronged in the past. And, I mean, there, there's so much that you could do and – you know, hopefully it doesn't end anytime soon. Uh, Ryan, though, do you want uh, the AEW Women's World Champ, Soraya? Would you like her title reign to end anytime soon? Has she impressed you thus far in her AEW tenure? I I think she's improved drastically as she's probably gotten more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't. I don't think she's any kind of a world beater, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely, I thought her and Tony Storm wasn't bad. Like I was, no. I was, I was into it. It just, I guess I just wonder what, what there is to do still with Soraya. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, if you give her a long reign and just Merce- make I mean, stories, it's Mercedes okay. Monet. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's, I think that's what they're waiting, waiting for her. Yep. Yeah, I I uh I agree. I think that's that's the big pigeonhole in this is that she got hurt. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I think that's that's kind of what they're they're waiting. I still think if she's going to be, you know, hopefully working by full gear cuz I mean, granted she's from Boston, but she still has that LA connection. Maybe she can get Snoop Loop back on there. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think that would be her big money match where then she wins. But for the love of God, Tony Storm again is doing some of the best work. Do not feed her to Monet right away. That's all I got to yeah, say. Agreed. Have that build and build until it's like Tony Storm could beat her and end this reign, or she's going to lose and get lost in the show. But kudos yeah. to Tony Storm. Kudos to Storm. She, she's, she's been fantastic. It was, um, 
you know, like I said, it, it's it's been a it hasn't been a bad rain by any means. I just she's not she doesn't knock my socks off. It's that captivating. Yeah, like it's like, fine. It's it's a perfectly fine uh, champion. Like for majority of the the AEW women's champions. I mean, besides Riho, I mean, because we respect her work, and maybe, I mean, Nyla Rose has been champ, I think, but, like, we've had some pretty, like, captivating champions, like Britt, you know, Baker, you know, was, was, that was the hottest time, you know, even Thunder Rosa, you know, kind of as champ there. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss and, Jamie Hayter. And Jamie Hayter was, like, the biggest example where it just organically, it just grew. And Tony Storm kind of in the same right. You know, of course, these two were renowned prior. But again, the crowd, you know, knew that and built newer fans, you know, kind of along for them. So I, I think that's why I work. But, but you know, for, for Soraya, um, you know, I just wish a little bit more, you know. But, but you know, it's good to see her kind of in the ring there. But, again, I think they're still waiting for Monet. Uh, waiting for... Uh, I don't know, his hand to go down when it should have. Uh, John Moxley losing yeah. the uh, AEW International Atlantic Championship uh, to, to Ray Phoenix, which I thought was going to be a throwaway matchup, uh, but also an intriguing matchup. Uh, but Moxley gets knocked out silly. And then Phoenix yeah, gives right away, him, you know, yeah, like he gets the pile driver, which definitely uh, did not look good on Moxley's end. And then Rick Knox, you know, you, you kind of see Moxley and hear him say, like, pin me, win the title. Like, you need to win this match. While he's also knocked out. Uh, and Rick Knox doesn't know, apparently, and doesn't realize that Moxley is either the best actor ever or is legitimately, legitimately knocked out. And then stops his hand for going down for three, even though Mox is like, we need to end this. And the crowd boos, and it is just looks, it looks <laughs> bad. You know, but then Phoenix does the pile driver gimmick again, the Rikishi move, pseudo Rikishi move. Uh, and it, that looked even worse. Phoenix wins the title. Ryan. Why do you think Phoenix did the right move by doing it twice? Well, and here's the here's the kicker: is that's not what even did anything to him. No, no, but he shouldn't have done that when he was already, you know, kind of in that process. Like, give him a safe move, correct? I don't a safer I don't, move. I don't know what else Phoenix has in his repertoire for a win. And you don't want to kick him in the face. Or the no, head. you don't want him to do that 180 springboard roundhouse kick. No. Um, doing a dive on him to start the match already gave him a concussion. Yeah. So you don't want to do any more diving. Or yeah, what I, about a small package? <laughs> <laughs> I I think Moxley told him to do it again because he wanted it to look impactful. I, I don't think he wanted a banana peel loss. If I'm going to no, lose, no. kill me. Well, but that's because of Rick Knox botching the, you know, the the three count there. What were your thoughts when you saw that on television? I I don't fault Knox as much as I do fault Knox because mm-hmm. I can't go and say Knox fucked up when I don't know what they're told in the locker room. 
Like, I told all my refs, you count to three, and if the guy doesn't kick out, that's their fault. Yeah, so why isn't that uh, applied to this? When I worked EWI, that wasn't a thing. When I was supposed to, uh, my foot was on the rope, and the ref wasn't supposed to see it. He stopped counting because he saw it. So, <laughs> didn't do what he was supposed to do. I've seen yeah. I've seen refs before not count the three when they're supposed to. It's just some places do business. WWE, remember for like two months that was how they were going to do business, and then they realized yeah. it didn't work, so they stopped doing it. Yeah. And if nobody knows other than Phoenix that he's hurt, and Phoenix is just going as long as he wants to go, mm-hmm. I can't fault Knox for that. Now, I I also think as much as the crowd booed it, I think when he picked started picking up to do it again really quick, the boos kind of went away because I think the crowd then went, oh shit, he's hurt. Yeah. And then went, okay, this isn't good. And then he beat him. And everyone went, oh, my God, we got a new champion. And then it, the pop came. But I guess, if anything, it makes Moxie look tight. It took two island drivers to beat him. Eh. And I I'm will doing... say. You're really as... on their nuts. <laughs> What's that? You're really on uh, all elite wrestling's nuts. Oh, I'm just I'm being honest no, with you. Yeah. Yeah, like I. If you, if I'm Moxley, how shitty whole, is Orange Cassidy feeling when you're like, I could have held this title and dropped it, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after, till it got past a year, and then the guy who beats me loses it in a few weeks because of a concussion. Is, I mean, it was it, out of control. It was out of his control. I, you know, and I say this: it's it's people, people are driving this into the ground and shitting all over this company for it. Yet I didn't see anybody bat an eye when. Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Monet did the same fucking thing two months ago. Everyone, oh my God, I heard, I hope she's okay. I don't blame the ref for not counting. That was the finish. Monet was supposed to win. Oh, I hope she's not too bad hurt. And they had to do the same finish again. These two did the exact same thing. And everyone's like, ah, bums, they're amateurs. They're not good. Fuck this company. It's it's true. I mean, I'm not lying. Like, look at all the dirt sheets. Nobody, everyone's, oh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, I hope she's okay. Oh, it wasn't a botch. It was just an injury. And you can't you can't do that. Moxie went 10 minutes with a concussion and finally was like, look, I can't mm-hmm. go anymore. Hit me with something impactful so I don't look like a pussy when you pin me. <laughs> uh, you can never you get know, that vacation though. That's if, if Moxley loses by a roll up and then he's injured for two months, boy, that was a stiff roll up. Could have hit him in the dick. Uh, do you think they should have done the back, Owen he's Hart? Not it. He's not doing the, the Owen Hart Stone Cold Steve Austin finish, and then just have him off TV for you know a while until after everything's figured out. No, because I think what I, that was that finish was horrible. That finished exposed pro wrestling if you didn't know it was fake. <laughs> Which shame on you. And you know what? The ref didn't count it, so Phoenix said, fine. Hit him with that shit again. Yeah. You know, it's it's look at Shun Skywalker and Ben K. Everybody shit all over Shun Skywalker. Oh, my God. What, for being safe? Well, yeah, he was injured. 
He shouldn't have done that. Oh, and the ref should have just counted we, him out. We pointed out goes. that he was in hitting him in, in the place that he was hurt. You're right. I'm just I'm pointing out that that when when people people are gonna if it's not like some of some of these sweethearts that people love, people are gonna shit all over these things for no reason. But the same at the same time, oh, it's all oh, they did what they the best they could. No, it's it's people want to witch hunt the company. It's great. Everyone's everyone shit all over Grand Slam. Ah, it's a failure. They only had six thousand fans. I said, watch for the walk up. My God, the biggest walk up in history of AEW. I fucking said that was going to happen. They did eleven thousand two sixty three. I don't know why people why, people try to find ways to crap on this company, and this company has given us the best wrestling in America that we've seen in the last five years. Damn, sorry, Impact. Jesus. Yeah, Impact can lick it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Nick, I don't, I don't understand the hate for this company when they give the best wrestling we've had. We we have. Oof. That, that's uh, what I don't get. Like, like, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on their balls. Okay, cool. Then why do we travel to watch their shows? Because they're fantastic live. <laughs> exactly. So why why do we hate them then? Because they don't know how to. Well, never mind. <laughs> Coming up next, Chris Jericho took on Sammy Guevara. Fantastic. Um. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. I mean, it's it just has to keep. He's doing good work. He's doing good work. He's he made the turn. He's no longer, you know, a, a uh, Jericho uh, appreciator, if you will. Um, really, you know, an homage to uh, Jericho uh, Shawn Michaels, was it? Yeah, uh, he even had the gear. Music. Did have the gear. You're right. You're right. Um, and then, yeah, essentially, you know, uh, you know, the Spanish God joins the Callus family, which I think could work. Uh, I love I, it. I think. For gangbusters, because that's definitely. I mean, let's be real. Don Callis is is the Paul Heyman of of AEW, which has worked tremendously for the talent that he's been with. You know, it built Kenny onto a different heelish level. You know, that that was even different than his New Japan. You know, mm-hmm. the gimmick. So I yep. mean, so I, I think Callis has, has been a tremendous asset. Uh, it's just my 15 year old self that that hated uh, Cyrus the virus to the core, <laughs> uh, but it just again makes me appreciate you know what what Callus is is you know can do here. But you're right, this was a a really damn good match. Uh, I love the storyline of of Jericho, uh, you know, kind of getting a win, but still you know losing a, a friend. Les sex gods, you know, when when they come back in 2027. Uh, you know, that'll hopefully get a big pop on Jericho's retirement tour. But uh, this was a, a hell of a, a match, but also a hell of a spot with uh, Jericho getting that code breaker mid Yeah. From the top Ooh. on Guevara. So that was awesome. I I have to say, too, I think I, I like the way that they did it because I think they realized that Guevara has figured out how to be a really good heel. And they just let's just ride it, and that's what they did, I yeah. think. And a smart move. Yeah. And I tell you, man, I'll I'll put the Cows family against the bloodline any day, man. Takeshita Guevara and Osprey. Just 
And maybe Daniel Garcia. Oh, Lord. I love when he's doing the dance and he's like, look at this kid. He's amazing. And he's doing his little (laughs) hip thing at him. (laughs) Oh, man. This This is why, once again, here we go. We're a week less than a week before the pay-per-view and they're like, um, I know we didn't give you a lot, but check this out. Kapow! And you're like, holy shit, this card fucks. <laughs> Kapow. I love it. You mean we're going to get Guevara, Takeshita, and Osprey against mm-hmm. Jericho, Moxley, and Abushi? Yeah, you can't ask I mean, Oh my god! Wait. I had <sighs> shows. And then, Damn you, AEW. Jesus, you suck. <laughs> Fucking money and then, mark. And then look at the opener we got. How great was Claudio oh, and Eddie? You could go opener, main event, match of the night. Like, you could just oh. flip a coin, and I don't think it would matter. This was when something look- I was dreading with the finish, mm-hmm. but it was done. So, because I'm like, okay, I think that if they pulled the trigger, because I wanted to see Cesaro in New Japan rings like more frequently. That was yeah. that was selfish on my part, not realizing, you know, finish the story, which uh, AEW did, and, and kudos, and, and Kingston is now a double champ, Ring of Honor world champion. It's Crazy. awesome. It's, it's awesome. awesome. It's, You're totally right. It is awesome. Oh my god! It's it's. This match was great. I'm telling you, like, Eddie The ring gear alone, even I, with my, you know, little knowledge of 90s Puro, even I was like, oh, my God, they're they're doing the color guy. I was like, Ryan, (laughs) show me this one one late night. (laughs) Like, it's just, they they do, the, the way Eddie Kingston has been portrayed, is a guy that nobody, if you're not a mainstream fan, probably has ever heard of. And mm-hmm. after seeing him, everyone's like, holy shit, this guy rules. Yeah. And it's he's he's as close to homegrown grown as not being homegrown grown for me, if that makes sense. Like, I know we talk about, you know, Jungle Boy, Darby, Sammy, and MJF as the four pillars. But if you're somebody who's never watched, like, Chikara or paid, paid attention to a lot of the East Coast scene, you know, IWA, Mid-South, things like that. Um, you know, you might not have ever heard of Eddie Kingston. And then you see this I guy. I thought he was Teddy life. Hart, and Teddy Hart was Eddie Kingston for the longest time. No <laughs> joke. No I joke. I don't blame you for that. But Tony just lets Kingston be Kingston. His promos are amazing. He's as real as they get. That, that's why he, he resonates with the audience. He's, he's no bullshit. He's told it in every promo that he's ever done going into a feud. And I did watch the, you know, the lead up vignettes yes. uh, to this. And yeah, Cesaro. Wasn't is, it great? Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if they're smart, I don't think you give Moxley the international title. I don't think you give that to him. I think you have him and Claudio go for the tag belts, even though Claudio oh. and, 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 and Yuta are more of the team, but just give Moxley and Claudio a run at, at FTR, and my oh. God, we're in for a treat. But this told a great story. The crowd pops. I mean, this, this <laughs> I mean, a hometown boy, why the hell not? You know, like, this This is what moments are made of, 
And to start the show like that, I, I, I think was was a very very smart decision. Yeah, it was, and then and then just the, the thing I like too the mo- with it too. If you look at you know the opener and the and the main event, mm-hmm. the ROH guy lost to the AEW guy, but the ROH guy stood up for ROH and what they are and shook the guy's hand. Yep. Yeah. Code of like, honor, man. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's great. So good. So good. This show rocked. I'm glad it had a better turn up. I'm gl- turnout. I'm glad it looks good on TV. You know, they they hide the weaknesses, emphasize the po- emphasize the positives, like Paul Heyman and ECW. You know, mm-hmm. Tony Khan's not stupid. He understood what to do. We didn't get the crazy wideout show in the upper decks like last time. But nope. Nope. once again, this is this is, and I stand by what I say. This is what this show is going to be, and. If people are are giving this company crap for selling ten thousand over ten thousand seats, you're nuts. Yeah, because well, the, the year, last I mean they were selling six thousand like last two years ago. Like yeah. they weren't even doing that. Think of the last people to do ten thousand was WCW probably. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I mean, obviously not counting WWE. The, yeah, the so original like, all in. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, but I was saying like not this, like if you get rid of the AEW, oh, lore, gotcha, gotcha. Like yeah. nobody since WCW had sold ten thousand tickets to an event, and AEW has done it numerous times. And oh, I, yeah. I just, I think, I think it's, and and the other, the other thing I would like to look at, and I'm sure WrestleNomics will have info soon, but this event is always a more expensive ticket than normal shows are. So I wonder, even though, even at 11,000, did they make just as much money? Like, if, if that, is that considered a success anyway? Was, was the mm-hmm. 6,000 seats they planned for, is that a six, is that enough to have made a profit where that's considered a success because of the amount of, uh, that the tickets cost? Cause if that's the case, well, then they doubled their, what they expected their ticket sale money to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I'm, it, I didn't realize that the prices were a little bit more, but it makes sense. Yeah, prices. You get five hours of wrestling. <laughs> you know, you look at um, you know, you look at two years ago when they did like twenty two or twenty three thousand. You know, that's more than some Wrestle Kingdoms. Oh and yeah. That, people people don't think to equate that. Oh my God, it's Wrestle Kingdom. It's the biggest crowds. Well, they beat that. They've beaten that yeah. twice. So. I just, once again, I look back at this company, I'm like, I just, I hate how people try to find something to to tear this company down when we should be happy there's an alternative finally. And not only is there an alternative, but it's one that's good. This shit's good. I, would, I wouldn't say finally. It's been around for four years. Yeah. We've always had. Yeah. But we also went 20 years without competition. What do you mean, impact? I mean, I I would love to say impact was dumb. Dumb question: Did did Roderick Strong ever face Samoa Joe in the OGR in the in the E? No, in the ROH. Uh, I watched Roderick Strong pin Samoa Joe live while Joe was champion in ROH. What? That's insane. It was Roderick Strong and Davey Richards. I always forget Roddy's from Eau Claire. Um, really? Yeah. Let's see. Let me find it. 
So that's going to be the big money match at the next Ring of Honor show, right? It's going to be Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe for oh, the, let's go. the King of Television. That's where so I'm going these, with this. Cause... They've had 19 matches together since 2004. Oh, I'm way off, way off base. Um, where was the one that I saw? Florida, Florida, Maryland, Dayton. St. Paul, Minnesota. Austin Aries and Roderick Strong defeat B.J. Whitmer and Samoa Joe at Epic Encounter 2. And then they had a rematch two weeks later in Connecticut. Joe beat Roddy. And then 11 years later, Roddy and Nakamura defeat Rude and Joe on the house show loop for NXT. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so Generation Next, yeah, it was, it was Aries and Strong that beat him. But yeah, he, he didn't pin Whitmer. He pinned Joe with a Tiger Driver. I remember that. Because that was Epic Encounter Two was was uh, the fucking Danielson McGinnis show that that went an hour. It was so good. God, I forgot that show had Daniels and Claudio on it. You went to that show? Mm-hmm. Damn, Fallen Angel. He ha ha. Man, that was a that was a good, that was a good show. God, that was a good show. I thought as was AW, twice. As is AW Grand Slam emanating from Arthur Ashe Stadium, do you think we get the next Arthur Ashe show? Is that going to be a, one of the rumored 12 pay-per-views next year? Yeah, I, I think it's – I still think they're going to do – And then do they sell more tickets if, they're gonna, if it's going to be a pay-per-view? I don't you think, think that so makes because, okay. I don't think so because you're already giving. I mean, the crowd. What What about this? Didn't feel like a like so so. Let, no, let's, let's, nothing. Yeah, so I mean, but I I'm think saying so, like I to think, the ticket buyers, like I'm like oh, pay per view, I got to go to this or travelers. You I know, think something if you're an intelligent ticket buyer and a wrestling fan, you'd understand that they gave you a pay per view the last two times they've been there already. It's just not mm-hmm. called a pay per view. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's why. Like, I don't think they need to change anything. Like, if if you would have put that card on pay per view, people would have bought it. I think. With but the I, additional I think, six matches. I think that's one of those things where it could. This could be like a HBO Max show. Mm-hmm. Because I still think they're going to do that. Do some of these yeah. on there. That makes sense. God, he's huge. That's crazy. <laughs> um, speaking of huge, uh, coming from the Seattle, Washington, this upcoming Sunday at the Climate Pledge Arena. Sorry that pledge has run out. AEW presents AEW Wrestle Dream. And uh, kind of a uh, tribute show to Antonio Anoki. Um, you know, that that's what Tony Khan said, which I will also get to a statement that he said also after Sunday starts a new era of all elite wrestling, yeah. which we will speculate after we go down this card. Uh, the Young Bucks will be taking on the Guns, the Lucha Brothers and Orange Cassidy uh, to determine a future AEW World Tag Team Champion competitor for FTR. 
Ryan, this is going to be a lot of fun. I I don't know how they're going to run this match uh, without my head exploding with glee uh, because the, <laughs> the Lucha Bros, I mean, the guns are doing fantastic stuff. And, and to kind of see Cassidy and Hook uh, team up again after AEW Grand Slam page uh, is going to be uh, crazy. And, of course, oh, yeah, the Young Bucks. Um, Ryan, who do you got to, to kind of face FTR? Uh, I think we can, it's safe to say that we can cancel the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, so I should actually rephrase the question, too. Who do you got, the Guns or, or, or Cassidy and Hook? Oh, I'm going Bang Bang Gang, man. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they're – look, they've they, they got a rocket on these guys. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, shout out – I don't know. Did you watch Collision? Did you send in his nickname to that P.O. box? <laughs> Which one? For for Austin Gunn, they're they're leaving it up to the fans to fa- oh. to to determine Austin's nickname. <laughs> no, that's... you can mail it in. It's awesome. I love. Uh, no, it was um, it was Jay White and Andrade on Collision. I heard. I did not, but I do. Really have good. Really good. Um, switchboard or. Um, um, Card blade, whatever you want to call him, did a great job on commentary. <laughs> Switchboard, <laughs> love it. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, it was really good. They're, they're doing Juice and Andrade next week uh, now too. Whoo, it was, it was, like when he did that that the kick to the spinning elbow, I thought he knocked Jay White unconscious. I was like, oh my god, he's done. That's it. He's dead. Stop <laughs> the damn match. <laughs> But how do we how do we group in for the uh, 2022 or 2023? Wow, 2022, 2023 awards. Like Juice Robinson is doing fantastic stuff since becoming all elite. Um, but with the Bang Bang Club, Bang Gang Club, sorry. Um, like bang, bang, it can't be a most. He can't. He can't be most improved. He can't be, I mean, why not? But, like, wrestling-wise, minus a tag match. Look, not wrestler a... of the year, but do we create an award? Like, most charismatic? Most watchable? Like, what, do we just can't do an honorary? Win? Why can't he win most improved? Because he's been improved since he faked his retirement. He's been improved since he was CJ Parker in New Japan. I'm pretty sure he's been on like two of our most improved, like from 2016 and 17 on. So in 2018 and 2019, I believe it was, I could be wrong on the years, when Steph Curry won back-to-back MVPs, he almost won most improved player and a second MVP because of how much better his second MVP year was over his first MVP season. The only improvement is the exposure that he's having comparable to New Japan World and Wednesday and Saturday and Friday nights. That's I, the only thing that's improved. He's been the same guy that we, you know, he's rock hard for God's sakes. Well, let's, if we look at his 20, so he, he, he had a, uh, an average G1 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at that. He had just started doing Bullet Club. He beat Shingo. <laughs> I forgot the first night of the G1. Um, he he had the U.S. title run that he that he had. That was pretty good. 
He was, I forgot at the WrestleCon, Mark Hitchcock, he was part of Team Atsushi Onita. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> WrestleCon, it was Atsushi Onita, Colt Cabana, Juice Robinson, Ricky Morton, and Robert Gibson defeated Team PCO with Enzo, Jimmy Wang, Yang, Barry Horowitz, and Dango. Wow. Sign me up. You look last year, they were still doing Finn Juice, and he was working like Bad Dude Tito and Jonah. Um, He wrestled on before the impact against Raj Singh. Um, They worked, he was working impact. He, I'm looking at a lot of his stuff, and he kind of, he had a lull where he, from, from January 6th, of 2022 until mm-hmm. July 16th of 2022. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He only had 10 matches in the first half of 2022. Wow. It's more so, than yeah, me though. He could, I, I think you, if you made him your most improved wrestler, I wouldn't call you crazy. He didn't. De- his first match in AEW was against Moxley two days before October, mm-hmm. and then he was. Then he worked. Uh, well, Amazing Red was part of Chaos. Amazing Red, Okada, Yo, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, and Moxley was a team. <laughs> what the fuck? Blake Christian, Hagani Shino. He worked Final Battle. He did, He only wrestled with AEW once last year, and then he wrestled his second match against Darby on January 11th of this year. Wow. So, I don't know. 2022 kind of seemed kind of weak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he debuted this year. I didn't even realize it was 2022. I remember the Moxley match, though. Um, <laughs> so Katsuhiko Nakajima stated, as we reported earlier, has been interested in working overseas. Thus, there is a possibility that he hopes to enter the American pro wrestling industry, oh. such as WWE or AEW. We will keep an eye on his activities in the future, as Tokyo Sports reports. Yeah, let's call. Um, I got the official, uh, the official uh, tweet from what we were talking about earlier. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to. Uh, Shout out to our great listeners. Um, Nate Newman said, I'd rather suck off John Fury than play Halo. To which um, to which they tweeted back, hey, at Matt Taven, at Headliner 5 says you're a real garbage dick. And Nate Newman <laughs> went on to curse at everybody and profess an apology and said it wasn't true and went on this tirade uh, to uh, trying to get Matt Taven to understand he never said it and didn't mean it and apologize. Because <laughs> of how oh hard God. and hard on for Matt Taven. <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Newman, no. Uh, Nakajima also just said, I think Axis is immortal. It was something that Gosan and I created from scratch, and I have special memories of it. I don't think it has to end, even if I quit Noah. So I think it's a temporary break. Korka and Fukuoka are a turning point between my history with Noah and Axis. I would like you to come see it. Hmm. 
next week on MLW. That pissed me off so much. Fucking Court Bauer. I damn it. Now I gotta watch BN Sports or whatever to see that shit. I think it's just on Fight Plus. Uh, Chris Statlander will defend her AEW TBS at Championship, uh, which she retired. Jade Cargill, who uh, came up to the Performance Center today. Uh, Triple H says, what up? She's a student of the game. Uh, we'll take on Minnesota's own, right? Julia Hunt. Yeah, Bloomington. She was a Jaguar. Um, whoa, I don't know what that means, but Statlander, Julia Hart. Julia Hart, I believe, is undefeated, uh, especially with her tenure um, along with the, the House of Black there and, and doing some awesome work, to be fair, uh, since she's joined this group. Uh, Statlander, Julia Hart. Does Julia Hart missed her way to a championship or the Statlanders? I think pretty strong, uh, you know, reign so far uh, continue. Brody Brody King got on the mic after Julia Hart beat uh, Kira Hogan and then misted Sky Blue on Collision and said, Chris Statlander, Julia Hart has won her last 25 matches. And the only one that beat her, or the one that beat her before that was you. So she's coming to rectify her wrong. And if you don't give her give her the shot, she's going to keep hurting people. So they're 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 trying to build her up. I don't think she wins, but they're definitely <laughs> trying to make her viable. Was Brody King's hand bandaged? Uh, yeah, he had a he had a black cast with a black button up shirt, so it looked oh. like he was hiding it. Ouch! Not Phil. An interesting matchup, but again, for the respect and honor of Antonio Inoki, Eddie Kingston is putting his Ring of Honor World Championship, newly won, and New Japan New Japan Strong Openweight Championship right against the ROH Ring of Honor Pure Champion, and you're uh, one of your heroes. That's the Yori Shibata. Woo! As you will say, let's fucking go. Yeah. This is just this a is th- third match on the card. What's going to happen in this match? Is Shibata going to be a three belt? Is it going to be Shibata three belts? No, Kingston's got to win, but I, I love I love it because what a good good place for Shibata on this show. I, oh, I think these guys are going to have a hell of a match. And I love how Kingston's playing it off like he handpicked him too, which is even better. Already showing that fighting champion spirit. <laughs> the uh, Shibata and Anoki, did they have a relationship, or did uh, Anoki depart New Japan when Shibata entered? I don't know if they've ever had. That's a really good question. I'm hmm. And then why not just put all the titles on the line? That'd be dope. Um, but um, you, you think Kingston picks Katsuyoshi Shibata reflects on Antonio Inoki. Um, being so gives me a different connection. Without him, there is no me. He said. You recently you recently attended his funeral. Uh, Shibata said he was always just the living embodiment of life itself. I don't think anyone expressed an energy quite like him. So as weird as it sounds, I really couldn't imagine him ever passing away. 
He was such a vital of energy that I really thought even at his as his body was getting weaker that he couldn't die. I just built an image in my head that he'd keep going on forever. Like he always said, if you have energy, you can do anything. And he showed that when energy goes, life goes with it. Goes back to my dad, former New Japan pro wrestler, referee, the late Katsuhisa Shibata. I remember hearing from my dad that when he came back from excursion to Mexico, the boss made the trip all the way to the airport just to pick him up. Then as soon as he started New Japan, he asked my dad to be a part of it. Oh, wow. If the boss hadn't founded New Japan and hired my dad, literally, I wouldn't even be born. It's weird to think about that, but it's true. Did you interact with Moki much? At the Tokyo Dome one time, I can't remember when, I was sparring with Ishizawa, uh, Ick, Tokumitsu, later famously known as Kendo Kashi. And the boss came in and trained with us. He laid on the mat, arms and legs outstretched. He goes, okay, try me. I really clinched in this Achilles hold on him, and he just didn't react at all. I knew there was a rumor he was double-jointed, but I thought, wow, it's really true. Then he just had no problem escaping from anything Ishizawa had either. That was the image I had of Antonio Noki until this very day. That's awesome. Oh. I love love that. <laughs> and he ends it with, oh, and I think I took more than my share of Anoki slaps laughing. Back in Sapporo, I think it was, the famous town hall thing. Chono, Nagata, Nakanishi, Tenzan, Tanahashi, Kenzo Suzuki, they all got whacked. I was a bit ahead of myself, but I thought I should go get one. So I hopped in with a please, sir. Being second generation gives me ties to New Japan that nobody else really has. And definitely not the boss that would be a Katsuri Shibata. That's funny. He jumped in and was like, fuck it, I'm going to get smacked, too. Oh, well, that definitely uh, makes sense now. Yeah. I I didn't know any of that about about him, so that's cool. Oh, man. Yeah, it definitely adds more, uh, not only his history, but, you know, kind of a great backstory there for for Shibata at this event. Uh, New actual. Actually, Ryan, you know, he, he pins uh, and, and actually is the AWTNT champion, uh, newly crowned. Christian Cage, in a two out of three falls matchup, will take on his uh, nemesis, Darby Allen, in, a, again, a damn good feud over the last couple of months on AEW television here. Uh, I don't know. Do you do, you do hot potato or do you keep the uh, your dad is dead train rolling uh, with Christian Cage here? And and just still kind of make him one of your biggest heels in the company. I I think there's two ways you can go with this one. I would like him to keep it going. Um, they did the three way on Collision, and Darby laid out Luchasaurus with the the coffin drop, and mm-hmm. Christian ran in, picked up Darby, shit canned him, and he pinned <laughs> Luchasaurus to win the title. <laughs> oh, that's how he wins it. That's funny. Yeah. And then Luchasaurus is, like, just livid. Like, what the hell? And Christian walks over with the title and just gives him a hug. And Luchasaurus <laughs> is just sitting there like, what the hell, man? And then and then he embraces Christian, and they leave together. And then he cuts a promo on Darby. And Luchasaurus is all there back and Christian up again. And I'm like, God, I just love how good Christian Cage is. Yeah, Christian's been great. People. But – if you are bringing Edge back or in, mm-hmm. I could see you would want to get Christian done with a feud. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you bring out Edge, whether he's going to tank your ratings like he did Ross SmackDown and NXT in the same week, which I've never stopped same week. Mm-hmm. he's going to get a pop. So you almost, if you're going to put him with Christian, you almost got to have Christian done with this. Unless uh, so you're going to put Edge out, against him, him and Christian, yeah, him and Christian embrace, and then this Christian just give him the low blow, and it's like, oh my god, like is that? The only thing I could I could see too is what what if like because the the big the big thing is that he emphasized oh, Sting is barred out. Sting's barred from ringside. Yeah. So what if Darby brings Edge out on Sunday? Whoa. He's like, I got my own insurance. Oh, did they? And then Edge comes out. Dude, they're being stopped. That'd be insane. Even though Edge hasn't done anything in a while. Uh coming up, six man tag match. Uh, whoo! This is gonna be insane. The Don Callis family, uh, Konosuke yeah. Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay. <laughs> I don't know how this is in the main event. Uh, we'll take on uh, Chris Jericho and the Golden Elite, Kota Abushi. Hopefully on a, a treadmill since the last time we saw him. And John, Mo- I mean. John Moxley, as, as Ryan stated earlier, but but really Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi. It was kind of teased, Ryan, that it was going to be Takeshita and Ibushi. Do you think Ibushi just didn't meet the standards yet, and then that's why they kind of booked this into a six man? No, because I think you still have you still got to have Omega involved, and I think I think doing more Golden Lovers tag stuff and added, with the added of Jericho. I think just mm-hmm. builds that um, that builds that Don Callis feud because yeah, look you at the DDT still... connection too. Yeah, it's it's That's so it nice. just makes sense. You you yeah. can do Takeshi and Ibushi another time. Yeah, but man, that would have been such a hyped singles match. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, on, on paper, this makes sense because again, this fits into every feud. You know, here, I mean, Omega and Osprey, Omega with Takeshita, uh, Omega with Sammy still chasing them in a golf cart. Um, and then, of course, you know, Jericho heading out, like we stated earlier, to uh, to DDT, Takeshita's, you know, uh, OG home base there. And, of course, that's where Omega and Obushi kind of got there to start as the Golden Lovers. And I, I agree. I mean, this is pretty damn cool. Uh, again, a main event, any any which way but loose. But we also have, you know, three other matches we're going to talk about. Well, one that's maybe not a main event, but I think could definitely steal the show. Uh, it, and it could very be this tag match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Better than you, Bebe, Adam Cole, uh, who apparently seems to be good because I definitely saw him limping right away uh, during that Grand Slam uh, ending. And he, well, he was, jumped off the stage to, the, like... yeah. Can't you learn from Punk? Can that be the one <laughs> contribution that he made besides the gates that he earned? Um, but yeah, Adam Cole kind of limping off, kind of did the crutches. But you know what? It made me put my conspiracy theory hat on, Ryan. I was like, what if all of that is just still a work? And they're working Cole to get hurt in order for the Righteous to win the titles. Yeah, I mean, they could. I told you that I had read that the Righteous were supposed to be getting a big push and supposed to be actually working the Young Bucks at that last pay-per-view. Yep. Yeah, um, but you know, uh, just they didn't get him on TV in time to get him going. Everyone's been high on Vincent. He was supposed to actually. He was kind of out in the uh, the Connecticut way 
uh, over the last year until uh, they essentially kind of got their, uh, I think, amicable release. A Dutch looks awesome when he's walking to the ring, Ryan. Mm-hmm. But then I actually watched that tag match, and he's just a dude with a big, big stomach. Uh, <laughs> but I think if he keeps his glasses on and does the smile and walks, you know, and all that stuff, he's money. But in the ring, I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, but definitely Vincent is the workhorse in, in that duo there. But, but yeah, I, Righteous makes sense with the Ring of Honor ties to, uh, to kind of end the few or end the reign of better than you, baby. On the See, I, I don't think the rich righteous are going to win. Cause I think, I think you got to save the title change for the kingdom. Ah, okay. But then why didn't the kingdom when it was right in their hands, win the title shot on rampage? Cause, cause you don't need to, you don't need to end the feud already. You know, like Who's the next like, Ring of Honor gimmick. They got screwed over by those Melvins, as, as Matt Taven always calls them. The Melvins, that's right. Weeder punching and pile drivers, man. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I love Such to say though, not, not to not to back up too far, but I I was gonna say about the the six man. Um, when you talk about Guevara getting chased in a golf cart, that makes me already start to. Uh, Semi throw up thinking about are they going to do Edge and Christian versus the Hardys? Oh, uh, 100%. No, and I'm not going to give a shit. But but the crazy thing is, is like I despise Edge and Christian because they won every gimmick match, they would always win the first one, and you're like, Err. uh, well, they never like they won both. I know yeah, they won they the lost. first one, they won the they triangle won. ladder match against the Hardys. Uh, the Terry Runnels Invitational. Um, the Hardys and, won the Terry Invitational. Did they? Yeah, they won the tip. Oh, they won the triple ladder match at uh, 2000. Yeah, they, they won that, and then the they won the second match. one at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But that was the only thing I was I just wanted to point that out. Like, shit, yeah, we're going to get... it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you have called MJF lose just yet. I, I I think you have to have it revolve around the kingdom for this angle that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved uh, Roderick Strong laying in that hospital bed, and he's like, Adam, Hello? Adam, is that you? <laughs> so bad. It's so. If this was on WWE television, I whole. Hypo, hy, hy, a whole sort of hypocrisy going on here. I would shit all over it like it was NXT. But for some reason, when I watch it with, with Cole and MJF and Roderick and them, it just entertains me, and I don't know why. Because yeah. Roderick Strong is just this badass dude, and then after he wins, he's like, ah, ah, and then they have to run and put the neck brace back on him. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, Roderick Strong reminds me of, of Wild Pete or NBC or whatever you want to call Mike. <laughs> just this little nutcase, and then he just starts annihilating people. And then he's back to, ha, ah, ah, he's all, you know, crazy. It just, it's so funny. Uh, what's we not going to be funny is three matches you yep. said left. Is uh, is the challengers uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the former oh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, 
Um, Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher taking Woo! on FTR uh, after having a, a barn burner of a match from Royal, Royal Quest uh, 2 uh, yeah. back in 2022, um, which is should be free over on the New Japan YouTube page, which I believe they posted just about a week or so ago. Check that 45-minute classic out. Uh, I think they're going to do another uh, barn burner. I don't know why I keep saying that phrase. Shout out to JR. Uh, but this is going to be, I think, a, a great mashup of new and old school. And Mark Davis is very old school. But then Kyle Fletcher just comes in and will just kick you right in the fucking face. And it is brilliant. Uh, I love the Dax Harwood kind of gimmick is, you know, kind of gone. Um, and and I, I don't know. this. I, I think this could seal the show as well as the match, you know, kind of coming up next. Uh, nothing's gonna touch that main event though. Hopefully, well, hold, hold uh, before, we, but, before, we, before we advance, before we advance, before we advance. But but who do you think wins? Uh, comes out on top in the uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I think I think Aussie Open has been one of the best tag teams over the last two three years. Um, mm-hmm. They had one of the best feuds back in 2021 with the velocities that I hoard out to everybody I knew to watch. Um. Everything they do is, I think Kyle Fletcher is going to be with the, with the next Will Ospreay. Not not in that wrestling style, but he's going to, in the next few years, break out and be mm-hmm. a major player. I think they all know that, too. Um, you know, especially Tony Khan. Whereas, mm-hmm. you, you know, you look, Mark Davis is 33 and Kyle Fletcher's 24. Davis in wrestling is by no means as old, but Fletcher's young and he's got yeah. such a future ahead of him. But I think because of the way the, the New Japan thing happened and all the other stuff with the Davis injury, and I think you need a little bit of fresh blood to just kind of freshen things up, I think Aussie Open's winning. Wow. That would be... I mean, it wouldn't be shocking, that's for sure. Um, I mean, Mark Davis is already tweeting at New Japan because Hiroki Goto is hurt and won't be doing these shows. And he's like, mm-hmm. how about you just tell Bishimon to give us our shit back? <laughs> you know, I got hurt. Had to give it up. Yeah, Bishimon won had him. to give it up. Do it. But I, I think Austin they... Open, I think they're going to win. I really think they're going to take this. I, I don't think Statlander's losing. I don't think better than you, Bebe is losing. I don't think Christian's losing. I don't think Kingston's losing. But I think we're getting one title change, and I think it's Aussie Open. I really do. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I definitely think one of the tag tag championships will be uh, kind of going bye bye. But uh, I, I, I'm I'm still betting on the righteous. I don't know why, but I think FTR. But but then that kind of proves your point, though. You know, who else? Do, I mean, they've already gone through the guns. They've gone through the Lucha Bros, the Bucks. Uh, who else do they have, you know, kind of at this moment? And depending on what's, you know, Dax Harwood out of the ring, you know, with those, if there's any charges or what's going on with the, uh, oh, the whole Cash gun Wheeler. Thing. Or Cash Wheeler, I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Papa Dax, wrong, wrong one. <laughs> sorry, or what bald. do they call him? Bald FTR or whatever? FTR uh, bald and FTR concealed Gary. <laughs> I mean, it's legal in Florida. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, depending on, on Cash's, you know, stance and where he's at, I don't know. I still love me some FTR, but, yeah, maybe kind of cool him off and 
because the tag division in, in AEW and, and possibly you know Ring of Honor, depending on where they're used, uh, what teams are used there uh, are definitely pretty damn you know hot at the moment. So speaking of hot, a uh, a feud that that kind of came out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago, and Swerve Strickland speaking some truth, saying Adam Page, you've been handed everything, but you're really not you know kind of utilizing all the tools that you're given. And I'm here to kind of take them from you and build my own. And we are getting a match that I didn't know I wanted. I didn't know that I needed. I think we're going to get glimpses of the Adam Page of 2021. Uh, and I think uh, new trios champion, by the way, Hangman Adam Page, along with the Bucks, uh, as they won them over on Rampage Grand Slam, uh, new uh, Ring of Honor trios champs. But damn it, Ryan. Who's coming out on top? Does that matter? And uh, what do we do to to deserve <laughs> one of two dream matchups? But this one I didn't know that I wanted. Yeah, I think I think the nice thing about this match is these guys are good enough where both guys are going to come away looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think Swerve winning would be bigger for him. Mm-hmm. But I I I think you just did with what you said you could do with FTR. You've already done with Hangman. You cooled him off. I think it's now it's time you get him going again. And mm-hmm. you know, you go you go into next year with Hangman back in the main event scene and, and kind of going from there. Because eventually at some point I feel like there's gotta be a heel that comes out of cold MJF. And you're gonna need baby faces. So why not get Hangman ready? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's that's your you know that was that was their that was the elite's handpicked young boy that they took from Ring of Honor. Hmm. You know, I mean, he was, you know, when when he was with, uh, oh, who the hell? Who was his? He had a, who was his stable with? He was with a decade. That's what it was. With uh, the decade. We yeah, with uh, B J Whitmer and Roderick Strong and Jimmy Jacobs. Hmm. Sweet stable. Uh, so that was that was uh yeah, Adam Page joined as a young boy in mid March. And then uh Colby Carino was in it, I think. Uh so like Steve Carino was in there. Um but then like th- that's where the Bucks and everybody kinda took took a liking to him and then that's how he kind of got into that group and then probably the best thing that happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think we all win. Uh, especially with the main event, Ryan, a match we were supposed to see live in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center at the first Forbidden Door in 2022. But hey, we finally get to see it in the comfort of our own home. And for a way lower price, but damn it, Ryan, I am debating on going to Washington uh, <laughs> just to see uh, this legit dream match. Um, and, and we're going to get it this time. Zack Sabre Jr. taking on the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Again, I don't think it matters who wins. I, I just hope Danielson doesn't get hurt. Anyone to get hurt, I might add. 
but Danielson to get hurt at any moment <laughs> into this match. Um, and, and I hope everyone is healthy going in and, and we all just get treated to a 37 minutes uh, technical uh, ballet and, and bless those you, you got hometown boys, you know, in, in Allen Strickland and Danielson kind of in the Washington area. And I think this is going to be a fantastic homecoming for all three. And I just cannot believe that we're, we're graced with this. Ryan, who do you got coming out on top with the technical wizards? I want to say Danielson, but he's the kind of guy who is probably like, I'm jobbing for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm putting over Zach Saber. He's the champ. Yeah. I'll go wow. Danielson, but I could be I could be way off. I don't think people would be mad if Zach Saber Jr. won, and I think with the um, the the audience that will be in Seattle, I think would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think on an overall bigger scale of your casual wrestling fan. You know, if they can kind of get out of the the technicality, the submission holds, you know, that we will be seeing for about, I don't know, 85% of the match, a lot of rest holds, you know, if you will. (laughs) Um, I think that when Sabre kicks it on and he's that douchebag, you know, that flips his collar up and, you know, fucking calls Naito, you know, a dickhead, (laughs) it just works. It just works perfectly, and and uh, I think Danielson's going to go over, but this is going to be a match. I think that that cements Brian Danielson and possibly being wrestler of twenty twenty three. I don't know, I don't know. It's possible, um, but this is going to be be a lot of fun. Um, and and as I stated earlier, Tony Khan said after this Sunday, AEW will be changed and a new chapter begins. Um, some are saying, you know, that's the Warner Brothers, you know, streaming could be, you know, kind of talked about or announced. But I don't know if you heard this over the last day or so, Ryan, but there were rumors that Tony Khan was going to essentially he what he purchased New Japan was in the stages of purchasing New Japan and stardom. Whoa! I I Stardom was the first one that I heard. The New Japan is the one I heard just a few hours ago, which he did address uh, during the press conference for Russell Tree. Yeah, when he got when he got asked that at the press conference, that was the first time I had ever heard of it. I was like, "What the hell?" I thought it was just a joke meme on all these wrestling pages that are on my feed. So I was like, "Oh, they're just making fun of Tony Khan. He's buying everything." But then I thought about it, Ryan. I was like, that's a pretty good, strong possibility. Why would you hold an Antonio Anoki tribute who founded New Japan Pro Wrestling and then say a new chapter begins this Sunday? Of course, my head will explode, but daddy's got billions and billions of dollars. And I'm sure Stardom wouldn't mind a couple hundred million, depending on whatever they're worth. You know, like you said, the number two promotion in Japan, essentially. Sometimes I'm drawing even New Japan, but still under that same Bushiroad umbrella. 
Ryan, what happens if Tony Khan acquires both these companies? I don't think it happens, but man, would that be wild. That would be really wild. Once again, I don't, I think it's just hoopla. Yeah. But, but stra- stranger shit has happened, man. He's in, well, yeah, Vince McMahon's no longer. So this company. Um, yeah, this is, my, yeah, there's no big man in power. Yeah. So, like, we, we've we seen how, you know, Tony Khan kind of thinks and operates because he's a fanboy like us with money. So it's just like, why can't I do this? I've already bought Ring of Honor for well way for what it's over what it's worth. Why not throw it at two of the two of the biggest companies across you know in in Japan? I don't know. It's it's mind boggling to to think that's a possibility. But like you just said, it wouldn't shock a surprise. And then we got to think, what does that mean for poor Gato? I'm just kidding. <laughs> See ya. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I know you got to go Texas Chainsaw Massacre some people. Uh, but another awesome show of, of wrestling uh, will be coming back at you next week to talk about AEW Wrestle Dream. Watch out for your Venmo, bro. Uh, <laughs> and, but and, and uh, Look at us back-to-back Tuesdays. I know, right? It's crazy. This might be a thing. I know. That's what I like it's to, wild. That's what I like to, that's what I like to see. <laughs> uh, oh, don't forget man. to uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com uh, forward slash uh, WrestleCast Radio. I believe it is. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm an asshole. Um, we need to get some new shirts because I haven't done the nope, summer slash like WrestleCast. What? Really? Yeah, I haven't done the summer like a month. I was just getting, I just kind of got a little burnt out. There's only so much that I can do differently and, you know, things like that. And I may go back well, to it. I'm suit? hoping. Um, oh, do you like do a pseudo retirement? Do you do No, I just kind of, uh, like Friday should have been Gold Rush. But uh, wow. no, I just kind of stopped doing it. I don't know why. I just kind of was like, all right, well, I just don't feel like doing it tonight. So. I, I guess it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to come back with something. I don't know if it's Summit again or a different venture or something, but we're, you know, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. I'll be on there streaming probably in about a half hour. Uh, we're going to play Payday 3 and the new Party Animals game, which is going to rock. Um, I don't know what any of that means. No <laughs> but uh, with that being said, we need to, we need a couple new shirts because – I don't okay. need to have a, a couple of, the, you know, I might, I'm, I'm going to pull the summit ones down if I'm not doing summit. Um, wow. The end of an era. You did it for like three plus years. Yeah. It was a long time and I had fun with it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, I'm sure I'll do yeah. it again. You had a fan base. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, you know, anybody listening, if you have any cool, uh, cool, uh, what you call it, like slogans or things, you know, let us know. Um, I, I want to, Alex, uh, since we're, you know, getting back into this, I, I'm going to, I think next week, I'm going to have a new intro for us with some uh, quote, with some, some good old quotes like we used to have. Nice. And 
have some fun with it. Uh, just for try to get this get this going back for everybody on here. Just Once under again, one oh, minute. Under one minute, got you. <laughs> I wonder how long the MJF one that I just did. It's, that was it's two minutes only, flat. Oh well, maybe two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much just take all like the people introducing us and then just put a different mm-hmm. song after it is what I've been doing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But I gotta, I gotta find the the Kyle going. This is Alex Mello and Ryan Cook. Oh man. And then that was find good. something Shut up fun Kyle. to say. Shut up the half pint. Gotta give that fucker a call. Um, <laughs> yeah, new shirts, new uh, new kind of ventures for for Strong Style Media. Don't forget to uh, subscribe. And and give us some ratings over on uh, iTunes and, and Spotify over there, if you could, please. Again, search Strong Style Media wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. Uh, if you want to get fit and buff, even though I've been eating chips, but still my arms are popping out of my shirts, Ryan, uh, go to repsports.com, <laughs> R-E-P-P, sports.com, coupon code to save 15%, one five, 15% off your order, which if you kind of, you know, spend over a hundred bucks, you're going to get about almost 20 bucks off. So it definitely is worth it as uh, I am starting a new stack load here, but they got the wonderful whey protein, uh, the peanut butter chocolate, which is my favorite. They got the recub seven, which is my uh, kind of pre-workout there, Ryan. Um, and then of course, uh, kind of getting my plateau breaker, um, you know, kind of building up there since I'm getting old, uh, not as old as you, not yet. So at least I have that going for me, but again, <laughs> repsports.com for all your weight loss, protein builds, energy, healthy energy drinks, as well as the awesomely delicious protein pancakes. Uh, again, WrestleCast at checkout to save 15% repsports.com, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast again. Uh, get your awesome looking Royal Rose uh, Festival shirts uh, before it goes. I love my S1 Grand Prix, the OG 2021. Uh, one of my favorite shirts to wear to this day. And of course, all the classic WrestleCast radios. And of course, the Pro Wrestling Summit. Get that shit. Um, if it was in black, I get it. Otherwise, maybe I'll buy one to frame it. But uh, for Ryan <laughs> Cook, the technical legend, I am... Um, Alex Mello, yeah. I'll never do that again. Uh, coming back at you. We will see you. Yeah. With our review of Wrestle Dream. Yeah, that was atrocious. I'm going to go uh, work out now. Thanks to repsports.com. WrestleCast and check out. Boom. Ne- never, forget, never forget, y'all. <laughs> That's all I got. That's awesome. Respect. We'll see you next week. <laughs>